The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley. And boy, howdy, I can't believe it. We have made it, folks, to an inaugural episode. Inaugural? Inaugural. Inaugural. Anyway, it's an important date. It is a momentous occasion. Dare I say, an anniversary to be celebrated coast to coast and worldwide. It is the 50th episode of the Bartender Rant Podcast. I didn't think we were going to get here through blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of arguing between Mike and I. We have continued to diligently press forward and bring you folks great content, and we do it for each and every one of you barflies. Thank you so much. I am so very pleased to bring you this special edition of the Bartender Ramp Podcast. We are still here in the Elwood Mansion, the Pool Room Studios, pumping out remote episodes. It's not fun to be remote, but we are going to make it work. And guess what? Not only do we have your favorite co-host tonight, we might just have a very special guest that's near and dear to our hearts. Before I introduce that lovely lady, let me introduce the one, the only, and the first time you're going to hear his voice on episode 50, the Dungeon Daddy, Mike Windsor. Steve, how are you doing? You look so smart and handsome as always. Uh, you know, it's becoming less and less believable every time you say that, you know? I think it's, <laughs> no, the, come on. I think it's the consistency with which you tell me that 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 slowly starts to chip away at uh, at how how genuine it truly feels. Um, it's almost like how uh, you know a uh, uh, married couple who who have lost the spark. You know, they continue to say "I love you" before they walk out the door to work. But you know, is are they just going through the motions? Please don't Do refer to really us as a married couple. It? Okay, come on. Yeah, I try not to. <laughs> I try not to. But when you tell me I'm smart and handsome, it's hard to not you know feel like this is somewhat romantic all right you're ugly and stupid is that better there it is that felt honest <laughs> it really did honestly i feel like we're closer than we just were even three minutes ago so buddy 50 50 episodes can you even believe it yes well yeah i, I, mean, I believed in this from the beginning steve I all right you did. i i will say that mike was the <laughs> champion uh behind this show always has been always will be until maybe one day we get an audio engineer but um, I guess maybe it's not the same question for Mike. Look, I love talking. I've gotten to talk for 50 episodes. Mike loves doing this podcast, but he's had to edit 50 episodes. And I know uh, some of those have been marathon uh, episodes. No, it's fine. He's you know, it's seven funny. or eight hours. On when, the whenever I think about the show in my head, I always like imagine you sitting down talking to a bartender and trying to, you know, dredge up all these good stories. And I always just kind of imagine that, like, I'm the drunk guy that stumbles up in the booth next to you and then just keeps interrupting throughout the show. So that's kind of how I like to view it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll edit it for that, you know, for that pleasure and that privilege. Mike, don't give the people all of our secrets. I mean, 
I, I used to, uh, I mean, since we are on episode 50, it is nice to peek behind the curtain a little bit. When we first started doing this, you know, Mike and I uh, were sitting down and doing a lot of planning before we did any recording. And one of the questions he asked me was, what's like the talking dynamic? I know you're going to drive, but like, you know, should I take this many questions or this many questions? I said, honest to God, Mike, if this show ever makes it, it's because the people love you. It's because their experience is they are meeting this bartender with you. And I'm just the straight man driving the bus that hopefully everybody just launches their vitriol and their displeasure. At. I don't know. And if, I'm OK with that. If you I'm ask, okay the, with that. if you ask the Chris's, it's because they love to hate me. That is true, but the Chris's so. are the Chris's are a small bastion uh, who who fight for Steve's army. Okay, the 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 majority of our listeners, uh, I believe, are in the uh, shut the f up Steve camp. No, come on. Now, man. as I know. as I censor myself there, a lot of you listeners may have just burst out of your chairs. You may have pulled to the side of the road. You know, screaming and screeching breaks because I just deliberately did not curse. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what is is Steve okay? Is does he have a medical issue? Um, do we need to start a GoFundMe? Did he finally come to Jesus? Did he finally come to Jesus in the sense that he's going to use better language on the show? Um, all great questions. The truth is, I've been burying the lead. Okay, we have a very special guest tonight, folks, one of our most ardent supporters, a fan from day one. And I'm not even talking about day one of this pod. It is my very own loving mother, Lisa, and we are so happy to have her on the show and celebrate episode 50 with her. As we approach this episode, Mike thought it would be a great idea to bring on such a supportive listener. Um and somebody who often critiques my language, our show content, and some of the decisions we make here. So I'm very excited to unpack that with her and see uh, if maybe we can dig into the foundations of my psychology and, and how I've become the crazy host that I am. So um, excited yeah, right. to blame it on your mother. I see. No, 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 no. I just think, <laughs> no, I think she might just be able to impart some wisdom on our listeners that they get a better sense of what is really going that, on. That's here. why I thought this would be great. I just want to hear the dirt on Steve. Yes, I know why you did it. I know why you did it. You did it out of selfish reasons, strictly. <laughs> no. Now, now, Mike, I, I, I know that this is a little bit of a different episode for us. You know, it's episode 50. We're celebrating. We're excited to get to this mark. I'm excited to get to episode 100 and keep doing uh, you know, cool and unique things for the show and our and our Patreon and 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 all this uh, these wonderful people that listen uh, in this community we've built. But I don't want to deviate too much from our show structure. We're going to do a little bit different tonight, but for the most part, it's going to be a similar show to what you're used to. We're definitely getting into the gauntlet. We're going to hear my mom's uh, take on some of the bartender stories that she's really enjoyed over the last couple of years that we've recorded the show, and we'll also get into. Um, her, some of her industry experience, maybe even a little bit about her career background. So can't wait to do that. But I got to ask you, Mike, before we get rolling, what is new, my friend? Yeah, I'm going to bounce that question right back at you. We just recorded episode 51 yesterday. So, you know, nothing, yeah, nothing's really happened to me since Dude, then. I mean, shirt. this is, this is, this is your and your mom's show. So what, Dude, what's new with you, Steve? I want to know. Uh, well, first off, new shirt, a sick little kind of Columbia, you know, waterproof 
deal, baby blue. It's like See, a I, I come with stories about people shooting like animals on the property, and you've got a new shirt. You know, athletes say look good, play good. I say look good, record good. You know, it's yeah, did you see I put I put on a different shirt today for your mother. Listen, <laughs> Justin actually, our buddy Justin actually uh uh prepped me on this already. You were maybe slightly embarrassed by my comments about your dynamite uh tuxedo that you were wearing for our recording yesterday. Folks, he has a hoodie where the sleeves look like he was holding two sticks of dynamite in his hands that exploded as as Wiley Coyote ran away from him. And that is the hoodie he decides to wear on our first ever video recording with a Forbes best-selling author. Just let that roll around. Forbes, your Forbes ranked author. And yeah, to be fair, Forbes it was at 8 a.m. in the morning. And then it, it is true, though. I, I did get uh, mistaken as a homeless man in that shirt in Baltimore one time. So or in that hoodie. So did you get mistaken for a homeless man or a lot lizard? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> just cur- just curious. Just curious. Well, look, uh, the uh, no, the, the true what's new is um, after a very difficult year, Things are starting to look up in my world. Work's getting a little bit easier. I have, um, you know, I, I've shared on the show that I, I left uh, my full-time job uh, about two, three months back for the opportunity to put more uh, time into this pod and to go into business for myself. And I'm very, very um, proud to say that some of that work has paid off. And uh, my first ever sale as a business, we closed this week. So, Nice. Very, very exciting. Things are starting to look up. Um, and uh, now that we got StreamYard rolling <laughs> and all the mics working, fingers crossed and knocking on wood, dare I say, maybe things are looking up for us uh, doing more and more remote recordings and getting around the country to bring you more content. So that is what is new, my friend. Does that suffice? It. That suffices. It would have okay. been cooler if you had like animals getting shot or something in there. But why? Not, not because I like Whoa. animals, just no, Whoa. not. Not because I like animals getting shot. I'm just saying it's it's just more interesting than a new shirt. The PETA alarms are going. Well, did I? It's actually. This is made look. It, you get a, This is like this is going to be kind of like a clip show. This is going to be a nostalgic episode. So this, multiple animals have been shot by people on our property. I've told those stories. So that's look, that's all. Look, I look, I like I like animals. Okay. Look, man, this shirt is a hundred percent authentic walrus. Okay. Mm-hmm, is it? All right. So. Um, and Mike, we know you love animals. I don't want to get too much into this. We got to move on to the show, but I, 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 I heard somebody dropped off some, uh, puppies in need at your property and you took the time to call around, make sure they got to, uh, you know, the SPCA and were taken care of. And so I know you have a great heart. Trash, just, trash people, man. Who trash people. That? Absolutely. Who drops off people starving who don't animals, care about animals. On, yeah, on terrible. a highway or on a, a dirt road like that, man. That was but terrible. as as you and I were talking yesterday, one of your Achilles heels seems to be that despite being a genuinely and fundamentally decent person, you let these things come out of your mouth that mischaracterize you at times. <laughs> and that is another prime example of one when you say animals being shot. But I didn't mean a- like you know, whatever people were asking me about the dogs because we were trying to put them out on Facebook. Like, well, what are you going to do with the dogs? I was like, I don't know, probably soup, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We're going to put a pin on it there and for lack of context, move on. Um, Guys, we thank you. We could not do the show without you. Obviously, when we started this, we never thought we were going to get to episode 50. And I'm sure I'm going to be saying the same thing if and when we get to episode 100. It's going to be because of this amazing community that has been growing the unbelievable support from you guys that listen to this show. And more and more often by the day, we see 
um, this community growing in a grassroots sort of way. We told a story on the last show uh, or on the, sorry, the show we, we actually just recorded yesterday about some of our listeners meeting for the very first time when one was on a vacation in Paris. We, we have been uh, receiving messages from bartenders and guests all over the country who want to get new people on, have us come to their city. This thing is really starting to take um, kind of the next step. And, and I think it's getting contagious and we want you guys to keep supporting us and help us grow this community so we can keep interviewing bartenders coast to coast and bringing you great content. If you do want to get more involved, listen to all the information at the end of the show. That's where we teach you how to be, uh, uh, get involved as an executive producer. You, you can suggest bartenders, follow us on social. You can get access to wonderful things like our Patreon, our merch store. You can, uh, come and join us for an industry night happy hour. Just listen to some cool tunes on our, our bartender rant playlist. So, so much you can do to get involved. Please check all those things out. Or if you don't want to do any of that shit, oh crap. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, <laughs> just give us five stars. Give us a like. Help us shoot up the charts. Um, to bring us up. I was going to say, your mother has listened to every single episode, so I love the the weird <laughs> dichotomy of you being fine with saying all the horrendous stuff we say on a regular basis, but then when she's in front of you, you just Listen, can't. <laughs> I can curse, but I can't curse and look her in the eyes at the same time, okay? <laughs> she is being very patient not to talk right now on this video call, but I, I, can't, I can't look right in her beautiful face and not try to edit my language to be somewhat respectful here. So while, while I was just going on that diatribe and, and giving you guys information, the train went through in the background and you guys know what that is. It's an all drink. So if you're listening, if you heard the train, you already have a drink poured up, go ahead, take a sip. Um, our last disclaimer before we get into the show, and this is a more somber one, guys, we want you to be happy, healthy, and coming back to hang out with us. And you can only do that if you're taking care of yourself. As Mike always says, this world is a more interesting place with you in it. Um, you know, we've dealt with, uh, this business, the brutality it is on mental health and a lot of the self-medicating that the people in this business take part in, please, if you are struggling, do not hesitate, reach out to us, send us an email, send us a DM. We want to talk to you. We want to be, uh, just somebody that can listen, uh, and, and try to help in any way we can with what you're dealing with. Keep in mind, we are not professional counselors. If you need professional resources, do not hesitate. Reach out to the link, uh, the resources that Mike provides at the end of the show. Um, call them and, uh, and do whatever you can to take care of yourself because it's very important. And we want you to come back and have a lot of fun with us. And without further ado, I am pleased and proud to present episode 50. The only guest that that would even be suited for an episode like this. My wonderful mother, Lisa, and she is joining us with a plethora of mead. Let's get going. All right, mom. I know you brought the mead and I know you brought some sweet stories and I know you brought some critiques. I'm excited to get into them. How are you tonight? I am great. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for Fair. joining us. Yes, thank you so much. Um, through a lot of pain, struggles, and many uh, many lunchtime conversations where 
you asked me to reconsider how we were approaching this pod. I never thought that we would come to this point. When I first asked you to come on the show, you said, I need to think about it. Now, eventually you said yes. Why or what motivated you to, to come to that kind of conclusion? Well, uh, this has been a real love-hate uh, kind of experience for me. Oh, man. Hey, for us too. For us too, all right? Yeah. You know, um, uh, this pod has allowed me to be privy to... Uh, you know, the boys testosterone coffee clutch that, you know, perhaps there's a lot of stuff a mother should never know. <laughs> Folks, um, just keep in mind, and I'm going to interrupt you right here. I never told her to listen. Okay. I didn't say, hey, I've got a show coming out. Please support me. She, she this is all her choice. Okay. <laughs> she was culpable, culpable in this choice to listen to the show. Okay. Well, and as I said, it's been a love-hate uh, relationship with this pod. Um, you know, you guys have done a phenomenal job of structuring it. You've done a phenomenal job of bringing on some great people. Uh, you've brought on public service. I've gotten to know Mike a whole lot better, and, and he's a really great person. Oh, thank you. Most of the time. <laughs> there's some, yeah, there's some audio clips that could, uh, could clash with that. Not sharing those time. You know, I have historically throughout my life been really, really good at blanking out the stuff that I don't want to remember. <laughs> so yeah. so you'll see I'm pretty selective in what, I, what I've uh, chosen to remind you of tonight but no you know I'm uh I've been uh you'll see I've been very impressed with lots and there's lots that um I would prefer to have never heard yeah and <laughs> so. I want to hear something because because Steve will I've never got to be a part of the conversations that you two have but Steve always gives me the back end of it <laughs> one of the ones that was most memorable is like yeah I was talking to my mom today and she says she doesn't know if she can listen to her podcast anymore <laughs> She has threatened that a few times. I don't know if it's threatened. It's it's very tender. It's a place of tender love that all of this comes out of. And that's why um, I appreciate you being our best critic. I mean, we talk about you uh, on the show a lot. I mean, we I make a lot of references to you as uh, such a supportive mom and such a great fan. And those things are true. But um, uh, the most important thing to have in life is somebody that's going to be honest with you and, mm -hmm. and somebody that can speak to you directly. And I've been very lucky. I got two parents that have that in spades. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't think for at any moment in my life, I was like, huh, I wonder what the two of them are thinking about me and my decisions. Right. <laughs> that has been kind of in my face since day one. And I think that's maybe kind of why I'm so blunt as well. And I, I really respect that quality. So I have, I mean this sincerely. I've grown in uh, in in doing this from a lot of the advice you've given me. I think the thing I I want to avoid most often is being the shock jock. I don't want to rely on 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 shocking. Just can't help yourself. I, <laughs> I know I'm I'm looking at you and I'm all thinking, right. I call it I'm, that's a stray. I'm I just thinking, call it. I'm thinking of some of the <laughs> disgusting things that particularly you, Steve. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Just, okay. know, just the All idea right. of your poor mother having to hear that come out of your mouth. Man. Choosing now, you know, Choosing. I, my, my choice in doing this is, uh, is I am really, I'm really proud of a lot of what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I but I'm also not proud of okay. a lot of it. And, and, and by I'm, by coming by being by coming on the show. I don't want you or your audience to know that I condone it all. And, <laughs> Fair yet, <enough. laughs> and yet you're an adult and I yeah. think you respond to an audience. And when you cut through the crap, I think you speak to the needs of an audience. I mean, you, you know, the, the bottom line purposes is the building the community, having mm-hmm. a voice, giving other people a voice, uh, addressing sometimes some tough issues. And, yeah. you know, if, if that's the priority, uh, you know, nobody's perfect all the time. <laughs> now, well, you I know, appreciate that. <laughs> there's some wiggle room there, but uh, I knew yeah. some I knew some themes were going to emerge in us doing this because it's different than a than our our regular guest. And one of the things that I think was in was uh, something very exciting for me to have you on is. I think I think a lot of our listeners at times will say, you know, when I make references to you, uh, would and we tease you maybe coming on the show one day, they have to think to themselves, well, wow, that's going to be even more self-involved than this show already is. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it, uh, it's very inside. I think to to say, hey, I talk a lot. Let's have my mom on. Right. As almost as if that person's going to boost. Yeah, I know you interrupted her in like the first like 30 seconds of her being on here. (laughs) However, Mike, you'll find that that he didn't get it from a vacuum. (laughs) The wonderful thing about my mom and I is I I knew that if we brought her on, she would be incredibly honest and critical. And that's why I think, um, you know, as we do this and specifically episode 50, I think a moment for us of reflection on the show that we've mm-hmm. done, the guests that we've had on, the mistakes that we've made, the things that we've done well, the things that we would like to do better and where we'd like to go with the show. It is sobering to have the person that brought me into this damn world. Sorry. Guys. Give us, <laughs> give us the, <laughs> give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. It is yeah. all your fault, Mrs. Haley. In some ways, <laughs> I had help. <laughs> in some, in some, yes, in some ways that you are at fault, and in some ways, I think you're going to help course correct us because I yeah. think this is a critical <laughs> moment for our show, just where we are in our life life cycle, um, and and how we're growing this community, and I think that this is going to be really impactful to us. Seriously this is going to be a good practice that either while we're doing it or when we look back on this episode, we can say, man, I made some calculated changes because my mom lit me on fire (laughs) in front of Mike and my entire audience. So uh, let's, I'm going to quit stalling. Okay. I did. I did have to say really quick when I told my father that you were coming on this weekend, he wanted to apologize for the bubble gun story. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not mentioning it. (laughs) Um, and, and Mike's father in, in, you know, in his own right is one of the most polite people I've ever met. And to hear that story come out of his mouth, my (laughs) God, my God. Um, and if you haven't heard that circle back to that episode, that is a great, that is a great story. Great. All right. Let's, let's quit stalling. Let's get right into it. So, you know, we always start the show by talking about the drink you're bringing on. And usually we're asking bartender to make us their favorite drink. You're you're not a big drinker. You never have been. I know you're a, a wine fan. I remember as a kid, you used to drink those like wine coolers. You remember those things? I don't even remember when we would go like camping. Uh, uh, but 
I've never known you to be like a big boozer. And so I was curious, what is she going to do with this category? So why don't you tell the people about your love of mead, why you picked that, and maybe some of the different meads that you brought on for us. Uh, well, you're right. Um, I, uh, I was listening through the rest of your shows and I, uh, I uh, find common ground with Sam Mason, who said she was a beer hater. you know i know that sacrilege here it always tasted like strange puke to me so you know i just don't go there um there are a few there are handful full of drinks that i'll drink you know a margarita or a bloody mary you know miscellaneous you are a bloody mary gal every day yeah not too many um but that leaves me with wine and i like wine but um mead is uh Meat is kind of, in this country, it's the infancy of an ancient drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a little girl, my dad used to make wine, you know, and it had all those little bubblers. And, and uh, you know, I think it was the birth of my love for chemistry. I majored in chemistry. So that element of alchemy and the basement winery and the small batch um, I think in the United States, this medieval drink is coming back into vogue. And um, I think what fascinates me about it, it's it's kind of the twofold. I majored in chemistry and theater in college. <laughs> and so you've got this element of alchemy. You've got this element of history because um, it's what the kings drank. It's what they drank in Shakespeare. It's what they drank um you know, historically, and to think this is something that's made out of honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, but what fascinates me is the variety. Um, you don't, it's it's not marketed by a giant nationwide conglomerate. Anytime you buy it, it's small batch. You find it at festivals. You find it at small mom and pop shops. And it really runs the gamut. You know, you've got syrupy sweet mead but you also have mead aged in whiskey barrels Mm. you've got mead mixed with various fruits you've got you know carbonated you have sizers you have there's a whole spectrum of variety and um i just like something new yeah so uh, and i'm a sucker for packaging all their Mm -hmm. bottles look rather you know, alchemy or, or mm. medicinal, or they're just always crazy. It does um, harken back to a couple episodes ago, Mike, when we had Carl on and we went down that crazy rabbit hole about the Amaris. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the thing that I fell in love with in the craft scene is when you walk into that nice craft bar and you see that wall of Amaris and those amazing bottle shapes oh, yeah, and labels <laughs> and corks. It's, it, it's, it's so ornate. It's almost decorative. It's like, do we, do we even use those or are mm. they just there to make this place feel like I'm in a prohibition style bar? And so I think it, it is the same thing with mead. Every well, I feel bottle- like if, if you're selling mead because of its, its, its history and its origin, and like you said, it is it is funny to think that I've never seen advertisements for like a mead brand, you know. No. So I feel but like it's if, growing. Yeah. It really so if, is. You, if you are selling it, I almost feel like it's almost a prerequisite to put it in some kind of a you know uh, interesting bottle. Obscure, it's kind yeah. Of, something yeah, it's to catch kind of the eye product, at the farmers yeah. market, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the graphics are great. I mean, I have one here um, 
from the dragon metery. All their names are phenomenal and, you know, fantastic dragon graphics. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a little artsy. It's um, just the concept. You walk into these meteries that are the size of a bathroom <laughs> and these are mom and pop shops. Um, you know, they put their money on the line they're, you know, and they're sporting all these metals on their bottles. And, mm. you know, I go in and I order something and they go, oh, well, we're out of that. That's small batch. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll get that back again. What, next year. what here <laughs> isn't small batch? Yeah. That's, that's the real <laughs> question, right? But it's always something different. So I well, like it. Spe speaking of the variety, would you mind running us through some of the, the ones that you brought today to profile on the show? And then I'll talk a little bit about the history of of mead and our local love here in Baltimore, Charm City Mead Works. All right. So I have um, an orange blossom traditional mead from Slaymaker Cellars. They're from Idaho Springs, Colorado. So everything I have tonight is from Colorado because that's where I'm living right now. Um, the one I'm going to start with is from Slaymaker Cellars. It's a traditional orange blossom mead. So this is all honey-based and so this is from Orange Blossom Honey. Um, then I have uh, what they call a piment, which is a mead mixed with various fruits. In this case, it's called the Back 40 Piment from the Dragon Meadery. And they're located in Aurora, Colorado. And so this one is mixed with rhubarb, um, grapes, and the high quality honey. I want to try some of them. That one's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one's really good. Um, I have one from the, just a second, Antelope Ridge Meadery from Colorado Springs, and it's called Convergence. And it's a traditional mead, but it is aged in a rye whiskey barrel. And I can tell you, it's not one of my favorites, but you guys might love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a big rye whiskey kick these days. Well, that's what this tastes like. <laughs> I have sacrificed bourbons. I, I, it's crazy it, that um, these little lulls and trends that that you go through with your palate. But, oh, Mrs. But, Haley, have you ever uh, have you ever tried to uh, make your own mead? Uh, no, my uh, daughter and I made some elderberry wine a couple of years ago during COVID, but yeah, no. it was intense and I liked it, but <laughs> it also, I, it literally peeled the stubble off my face. So there, yeah, well, you know, it was a first attempt. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it personally. It was not, it was not bad. Um, I think it just needed a little bit longer to age, but yeah, that could have been it. <laughs> Um, um, and then the last one I have is also from Antelope Ridge, and it's um, a winter cranberry. And so they've um, they've added that cranberry to the mead, and then also spiced it. So it's got kind of a like a uh, holiday like kind a of wassail kind of a Ooh, nice. flavor. Yeah. Now the ones I really like, but I'm not in Baltimore, so you're going to talk about that. Are the Charm City Mead Works, and they have a whole assortment. Most of these meaderies will have both still and like carbonated mm -hmm. and uh, charm city makes a sizer, which is just basically mead cider. Um, that's a, a cranberry cider, which is phenomenal. It is pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. And cool. they, um, 
not to, uh, you know, not to hop right into our cocktail history here before we do. And that was a great mom. That was a great radio tease by you. Okay. To set up charm city mead works there. <laughs> we do have a tradition on the show. I know you know it. If you're out there, you got your bottle of mead, whatever it may be, raise a glass in the air or your flagon of mead in the air. <laughs> and we are going to say, don't just listen along. Drink along. That's right, guys. Cheers. Tink. <laughs> I love, uh, I think the mead's such a cool uh, drink to profile, especially for episode 50. I love that. Yeah, it's it's an incredible product. You know, I, I, I think you hear mead and I just think of the, you know, like medieval period of Europe, but there are origins of mead all over the world. A lot of alcohols like that, you know, beer, wine, these things are almost nomadic in the sense that humans are going to find ways to create alcohol and get drunk and uh and anything that's in its most base form especially things like wine uh allow the easiest route so you know is a category of wine as my mom mentioned you know primarily we're talking about uh, me using honey as a base however there are some different forms of mead when you look at European, African, Asian, it does, you know, they, they have dates of specific mead back to 7,000 BCE in Northern China found in, uh, old pottery jars, um, it, in archeological digs. Uh, these are, you know, it's, it's incredible to, to see the innovation, um, that even, uh, you know, unsophisticated brewers and distillers of that time had. And I, I just think it's the innate, um, the innate thing within every human being to kind of, you know, be merry and be together and drink and, and, and celebrate. And so that, that's never going to go away. It's not even human. Uh, Who's, whose episode were we talking about the elephants getting drunk? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's Taylor's episode. Happens. Everybody, everybody <laughs> yeah. likes it. I mean, you know, <laughs> That's well, right. I was, I was, I don't want to interrupt here, but no, please. <laughs> oh, please do, and please don't stop. <laughs> People out there um, are cheering. The the one that I couldn't get the other day was from the Mead Krieger Meadery in Loveland, and it was great. But um, they focus on recipes that are from the Norse tradition, mm. Viking mead. Yes. Um, yeah. But. In, in uh, trying to get ready for the podcast, I was, you know, you had Charm City Meadery, Stephen, but I, I was wondering if mead had made its way to Kansas. Um, so you I probably was would have to make it yourself. But well, sure. no, there are there are a few. Apparently, there are over 500 meaderies across the United States, but oh, there wow. are a few. Growing. Um, but there's one that was really interesting in Kansas called Zydeco Meadery, and it's um, it's a Jamaican family. It's the apparently they tout themselves as the only all black uh, managed meadery. meadery. That's, in the that's on their website in the United States. Yeah, and it's called it's, Zygo? it's called Zydeco. Zydeco. Okay. Zydeco. I that, yeah, I, was, I thought you yeah, liked it because it was a chemistry term. <laughs> I was like, she, yeah, no. she, of course, she likes yeah, that no. meadery. It's called zygote meadery. No, no. Nerd. <laughs> no, but um, they they use recipes from the Caribbean, which, you know, I don't think about mead in terms of that. But, yeah. Well, and, where and, where and are they that, at in Kansas? Um, Shoot. 
No, that's okay. I'll look it up. I was just curious. I think think Kansas City, but maybe not. That would make sense, yeah. It's wild, you know, the um, different spices and grains and fruits and hops that go into meads. And and you mentioned a sizer, right, which are becoming very, very popular. And I think it's actually a way for mead. I think the reason the sizers are something that a lot of the meaderies are doing is it's because they know people have already acclimated to ciders, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's a cider on every tap system at every crappy bar in America, right? Because we have ciders hit 20 years ago and we've accepted that as something common. And I think that that's maybe a bridge to say, oh, you like ciders? Here's a sizer. You know, it's got a more, maybe a more complex flavor profile. It's got obviously these origins of mead and honey wine and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I did want to talk for our cocktail history about Charm City Mead Works, which is our local meadery here in Baltimore. Um, one of the coolest logos anywhere in the alcohol business if you got a minute just look them up they have this beautiful bumblebee logo uh with diamond wings and it's just it it's very eclectic it's very clean it's a beautiful design um my relationship with them is interesting because i only knew mead as something that you could get at the renaissance festival and i also knew that i'm deathly allergic to horses so i made a decision <laughs> that i was never going to drink mead because i didn't want to go to where all the horses were to get drunk and then potentially die of anaphylactic shock so i just kind of like was like check that box off and i was like you know mead you know whatever not for me and then all of a sudden i'm i'm going to school i'm living in charles charles village with mike we're right down in the North central neighborhood of Baltimore. And one day I'm walking to class and I see this giant bumblebee sign that says open on it. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Wander over to this, what used to be abandoned warehouse. And there these crazy, like I'm talking crazy bearded Viking looking men have all set up this, this giant, meadery right in the heart of the Baltimore business district, right off the main thoroughfare into downtown. Um, you know, and it, it, it was just so cool. I was like, they have some incredible branding. I'm not a mead guy, but screw it. I'll, I'll give it a try. What has been so cool about what they've done and why I wanted to talk about a little bit of them with the cocktail history um, is the variety in which they present the mead. They have very, very classic um, options to choose from, very simple recipes. But what put them on the map were things like raspberry coconut, were things like their um, spiced pepper, was things like their elderberry, was things like their lemongrass, these flavors you don't really see anywhere else, especially not in the beer market. Um, and from the day I tasted that raspberry coconut mead, I was all in one of my favorite summertime drinks. So refreshing, great to even mix with alcohol shot out, you know, shot a, of rum or tequila or something like that really kicks it up a notch and works great with the honey. Um, so it's, it's just such a cool thing that they're doing. I, I love that you did your own research mom and said uh, and shared with us that there's only 500 operational like meteries in the country. That number is super small, but I guarantee we look back at this in 10 years, that category is going to have major, major growth as people um, maybe with your similar experience, they don't like pukey beer. They don't like their hard liquor and they find a love of meat. 
So I think that'd be really cool. Um, let's keep it moving. If you got your meat out there, tip it up and let's salute to all the bumblebees in this world. I do, uh, do usually launch here into our drinking section. All right. It's like our service industry LinkedIn. We like to ask you, how'd you first ever get into the business? What positions you've held and where are you now? I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to take my hands off the steering wheel. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat. I'm going to give you hundred percent control. And I want you to just do whatever you want to do with this category. Tell us a little bit. If you've been in the restaurant business, anything you want to share about your career, where you are now, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, well, like you, I uh, started young. <laughs> um, On me? <laughs> We're not talking about that. Sneaking into your <laughs> uh, grandpa Les's basement, huh? <laughs> That's right. Sampling yeah. the wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I lived near a university and they had uh, opportunities for you to go work <laughs> banquets. It's kind of like, you know, quasi child labor. So at the age of 13, I used to basically food run and bus banquets, you know, rooms of 500 people. You know, fixed meal. They didn't get any choice in what they got. You know, they didn't, they weren't talking to me. It was it was a great yeah. uh, learning ground as far as how to carry a tray and bust mm -hmm. a table. But uh, that's where I started, and then I moved way up. Uh, in high school, I worked at the Lucky Steer, what? also known as the Steer Pit. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things wrong with the name. Oh, so many oh, things wrong. Are, the Lucky, Lucky Steer. steer. How okay, lucky I've never, was he? <laughs> I've never, I've never actually heard about this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, it was a really mediocre steakhouse. We had about five different cuts of meat, and other than the shape, she really couldn't tell the difference. Um, <laughs> you know, there was a strip steak and a T-bone and a ribeye, and you know, they just kind of looked like what they were supposed to look like. Um, best thing there was the fried chicken. That's not That's what you not want to hear about a steakhouse. No. <laughs> not a good sign. Not no, a good no. sign. Um, but uh, but honestly, uh, all I remember was this. Um, I don't know if you remember. Probably not because it's back in time. But there was a TV show called Alice. I used to have one of those black, almost plastic waitress dresses, mini skirt, you know. And it didn't matter how much you washed the thing. It, still smelled like the lucky steer <laughs> um, but that was the extent of my restaurant experience because i learned real quick <laughs> wait i thought you worked at dairy queen no no no, no that was my sister oh. we look alike <laughs> okay I, I i was gonna get excited to talk about one of my favorite establishments dairy queen but we'll take oh, it yeah the land um, of fairy fairies <laughs> well yeah it's it's listen i when you say you learned it young I learned from working at Manny's family restaurant, that smell of fryer oh. grease, it uh. don't ever come out. No, there's no. not a number of washes where you're ever not going to smell the dough, the cheese steaks, the grill, the fry, like everything you oh, is, yeah. is just baked into the clothes. And that's a, that's a special sort of hell. So, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously you were maybe smarter than most to not continue uh, um, to abuse yourself and, and made some decisions to move out of the industry. Do you care to share kind of some of the other things that you did outside of the restaurant business? Uh, you don't sure. have to, we can move on. Well, I already mentioned, I majored in uh, chemistry and theater. 
Um, it's kind of an odd combo. Uh, <laughs> yes. Very eclectic. Yeah, yeah. I got a degree in uh, master's in forensic science, forensic chemistry, worked in some crime labs for a couple of years, um, did a couple other science tech jobs, and then had some kids. So I wasn't working until the day I had somebody call me and say, hey, do you want to teach chemistry and direct theater at my kid's school? <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, it must be destiny. So that's what I did while my kids were in school. <laughs> yeah. They often hire the gym teacher sex ed combo guy, you know, who wears very tight uh, nylon shorts. They don't often hire the chemistry theater teacher combo. Yeah. That's not one <laughs> that I see on a lot of job boards paired together. Um, but it, it is a wonderful fit. Uh, I, I have one very fond memories of, of being in high school, my mom being a teacher there and the amazing work that she did, uh, in those theater productions. I think that's maybe where I get, uh, a lot of my gumption to perform and do this show and, and want to, you know, and want to do something entertaining for you people and my bar guests out there. Um, and, 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 you know, being a really small school, it was my first opportunity to see what my kids were really like that's, behind that's the what, curtain. That's know? what I wanted to know. Yeah. How was yeah. Steve, how, what was Steve <laughs> like in high school? Yeah. You know, yeah. I kind of went into this pod with my eyes open, but they weren't quite as wide open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, mom, let's not beat around the bush. Okay. I have never been a rule follower. Okay. It's not my strong suit. And high school was, I don't think any surprise i think it was more uh um you showing up as a teacher there was a better representation of what ben margaret and thomas may have been doing behind the scenes but i had already been politely asked to leave two other schools at this point i mean i lived in the principal's office you knew what you were getting into okay you knew what you what you had it, uh in this particular uh horse in the race so um anyway uh I don't want to get too much more bogged down on, on your professional career, but I'm just, I'm so proud of you. I am so appreciative of the guidance that you've given me and this amazing career that you've had. And I love that we do have some service industry stories, but I think it's important um, to give people the bigger picture because a lot of times we talk about on the show where customers say, Hey, what else do you do? And uh, they forget that um, this is a business where people are multifaceted. And, and I think that, that that's why I wanted to share some of those other aspects. But um, yeah, you know, and before you go on, just, you yeah. know, in, in talking about that with the drink in, um, you know, I was really impressed with the variety of people you had here. But one thing I had never thought about before were the number of teachers. And it makes sense because they, they have their summers free. And, so you know, common, and, yeah. and it's also an interactive, relational type job. So, mm -hmm. but that was funny to see that that's, of recurrent theme. We, yeah, we middle schoolers and high schoolers have a lot in common with drunk adults. I was just going to say, we were joking around. I a knew bartender. that when I was teaching high school. <laughs> yep, a bartender and a teacher. They both got to put up with babies every day. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, from this pot, I've learned that the, you know, the potty humor never goes away. The, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully one day we'll mature. Yeah, I and we'll, I we'll take this. We'll take this show to the next phase of our growth. Uh -huh. Um, <laughs> This will well, at least this will be a more highbrow episode for you at least because <laughs> okay. I, I I'm with Steve I'm watching my tongue too. <laughs> well, 
I literally (laughs) I am channeling Duke right now because when we put that episode out, my mom called me excited. Oh my god, (laughs) what's your best episode so far? Oh, I I did that. (laughs) Yes, you did. You said you loved Duke and you loved his episode because it was so clean. He will be coming up on this. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, good. Well. You say coming up on this, and the people know what you're talking about. Another great radio tease by you. Let's get right into it. There's no avoiding it. Only one way forward. Episode 50, The Gauntlet. Are you ready? Oh, I am. All right, Mom. (laughs) Best of luck to you. Here it is, folks. The Gauntlet. All right, mom, you have come to zero hour. Question number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, as we always say, these can be yours, right? Your pet peeves for the service industry, how people serve and work, any coworkers you had in the past, or I think a lot of these categories, you're going to tell us some of your favorite stories from the guests that we've had on. So talk to us about question number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. Okay, since I didn't spend a lot of time in the service industry, um, I was I went through your uh, ear pods and I picked out some of my favorites for most of these. Um, Justin, real early on, um, suggested that all customers need to have a 30 hour service experience prior to coming to the bar. Like a license, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a a learner's uh, a restaurant learner's permit. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And uh, well, you know, um, I am most often out with my husband. (laughs) A wonderful man. A wonderful man, and Um, um, not always the the kindest restaurant patron, but a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful man. And another another big pet peeve is the snappers, the waivers, and the whistlers. Mm. Yes. Um, he is a wonderful man, and, and he's sometimes less than patient in the restroom uh, or at the bar. So um, uh, I, I enjoyed her- hearing the other side of that. Yes. <laughs> I dream often about uh, him bartending at a high-volume bar. And me just getting to sit and enjoy that. I would love, I've, I've always wanted that to happen. I wish, um, I almost wish he could be like 25 again so that I could just like hire him to work at a bar that I'm running and then just unleash him on like the busiest night of the week and see what happens. That's just bad I, management, Steve. Come on. It is bad management, <laughs> but listen, sometimes it's not about, it's not about managing. It's about morale vengeance no no, no, it's about morale and i'm telling you if a happy manager happy staff you know it's like happy wife happy life that kind of thing well it's kind of the reverse of you know like as parents we want you guys to go get married and have kids so you can see what hell you put us through oh yeah you know this is this is kind of the converse of that (laughs) that's exactly what it is you've you've nailed it absolutely nailed it and um no he is he is one of the most kind-hearted um, people I've, I've ever met my entire life. His, I think one of his greatest qualities is how empathetic he is. His heart bleeds for other people in, in just such a fiery way. And it it always shocks me. Um, he's never like, he's never outwardly mean to anybody. He's not the, 
excuse me, mom, earmuffs. He's not the asshole that comes into your bar, or your restaurant and sits down and is rude. He's the guy that wants to be way too best of friends with his server. That's what it is. He's like, Hey, Bobby, how are you? Tell us about yourself. Come over here, friend. Hang out at my table for a little bit. We need this, this, this. Oh, we're going to be a handful. You know, he's, he's big personality <laughs> at the table. And and what doesn't dawn on him is this, Bobby's got six other tables and the kitchen's backed up. You know what I mean? And he's on a double and he's slowly breaking down because his car doesn't run right now. And like, and, and these things don't necessarily uh, are, are not conjured up at, at the time where he's trying to be this big, boisterous, friendly personality. And so it does get a little hairy at times when we go out to eat. I will not lie. Um, but but yes, that's a good one to you know put him in the category of the snappers and yeah. the waivers. Mrs. Haley, I've got to ask. So whenever you're out as a family at dinner and uh, Mr. Haley you know, might be, you know, exhibiting some of this behavior. Does Steve get on to him? How does that interaction oh, go? Great oh, this was your setup question. Oh, I didn't even prompt him to do This is all Mike. He knows me too well. Well, I just, because I know I'm, I am, even though I'm not in the service industry anymore, I am hyper aware of whenever I go out to eat, especially when I'm with other people, I'm just hyper vigilant of how, we're respecting the server and all that kind of stuff just because I've been through it. And some of the people that I'm going out with haven't. And the stuff that they think is fine to do is they just don't understand that it's just kind of a, you know, you know, uh, bad etiquette. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm always very vigilant. So I was just curious on how Steve handles that. Um, well, you've seen him almost explode before. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's on me. Yeah. Um, Stephen and his dad have some very similar personality traits. <laughs> when yeah. they feel intensely about something, I, you know, I think, I think. Um, let me just step back and say that the choice of the name of your pod is on point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was that was very subtle. Thank you. Um, no, I, I I think you've. I think you and Mike kind of got into the right answer, which is. I often uh, am as critical of my father's restaurant patronage as I am of Mike on the show. So let's leave it at that. Uh, I think the, the listeners know how kind and benevolent and patient I am with Mike. So that's going to be uh, something that they can really relate to. <laughs> and let's move on. If you, um, the next time you're out, if you could snap a video of that interchange, oh, I think we would all really enjoy that. Just that would be don't... predicated on her being able to shoot a video on her cell phone. But we'll. I don't know. Oh, Maybe... thanks a lot. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can give her some some instructions on that. Who but... was it? Who had the microphone problems tonight? Okay. Oh. <laughs> what in the? All right. Be very careful here. It's, it's not right. just tonight, Mrs. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. It's yeah. Not just tonight. Michael Windsor. Okay. <laughs> what did you tell? How how good was the recording that you listened back? To is your is your microphone on right now? <laughs> he actually has to check. Oh, shoot! Shoot! Shoot. <clears throat> um, okay. Let's keep it rolling. Question number two. Best and worst tip stories. Okay. Oh, oh, hold on. Maybe as we do this, we should name the episode. Uh, oh, okay. So th yeah, no, no. Because no, I think I that would be that. fun for the listeners that maybe haven't listened to all these to be able to go back and say, okay, uh, that was her favorite story. 
maybe I'd like to go back and check out that particular one because it sounds interesting. So yeah, and uh, some of these are recurring themes. Yeah, of course. So it was it was Justin, right? Was Justin with the thirty hour card, Um, and then um, Trent. Trent Pruitt. Trent um, Pruitt. And you're going to hear a lot of stuff from him tonight. But Yeah, he was a great episode, yeah. He he condensed it into the snappers, wafers, and whistlers, but lots of people have issues with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Justin's episode is episode number nine. Uh, that's going to be – sorry, I want to get the right name for you people. That's Good Old Fashions with yeah. JB. And then Trent Pruitt. I, number I 16. Remember. Number 16, mm-hmm. uh, which was Spicy Mezcal Palomas with Trent Pruitt. So go back and give those a listen. Yeah. Um, as I teed it up, question number two is best and worst tip stories. Give us some of the ones that you enjoyed or any uh, just experience from what, what was that place called? The steer tip or the lucky steer. I, the think lucky it was, steer? I think it was the lucky steer because everybody ate chicken. So <laughs> they didn't have to kill the steer. <laughs> That's what it was. Very good, Mike. Nice. Very good. Um, okay. So I think the one that has had the most legs and again, um, brought up on a couple of different pods, but um, uh, we got most of the whole story when Jill came on with her white Negronis and defended her handling of her thousand dollar tip. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so that's pretty significant. The backstory was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and and what she chose to do with it and how she handled it seemed to be a matter of controversy. Yes. It still what's, is. What's your what's your take on it? Uh, you know, I don't Now now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I got to interrupt you. You've met Jill and you like Jill. Yeah. She's she's wonderful. Big talker, you know. I think the first time you guys ever met, just I was like, guys, here's a friend, Jill. I'm working right now, but she's going to sit at your table. (laughs) And then off and running, you guys were in a conversation. So my mom has met Jill. She's different context than maybe some of these other guests. So answer Mike's question, but I wanted the. I don't think I can. You know, I I don't know the bar dynamic with the workers. I, you know, from what I heard, this uh, there was some sharing of funds she was there alone at that point Mm -hmm. and uh doing some extended hours yeah so it just yeah so to to fill people in who maybe haven't listened to jill's episode which was also a great episode jill received a thousand dollar tip and before we had jill on we had some of her co-workers on and as soon as she got this tip everyone was you know knew about it immediately you know just like how that information travels. There were a lot of conflicting stories that she didn't tip anybody else out. It was a $1,000 tip. And we finally got Jill on. And Jill's side of the story was that she did tip out, I think, the, the bar back or whoever was yeah. working. But the, the conversation was that she was going on a trip or something. And the guy gave her a thousand dollars specifically for the trip so yeah, it wasn't so like she it, could move so she could move right or buy a car or yeah, a, yeah. an so assortment it, of things yeah so and she's still according to her tipped out some of the staff there but it wasn't like a tip of you know this 
isn't a place that shares tips. They don't split tips. So it was a, it was a very specific tip for Jill. So there, you could, you could kind of see it from both ways. The, the, real, the most, the most interesting part of all of that for me was that the couple were swingers and yeah. we were wondering the uh, motivation that's behind. Yeah. yeah. What was this truly a benevolent gesture or a gesture or was there some, you know, but there are some things tied to that that uh, he maybe was right. hoping to get. Oh, to I get can I can fish. tell you because I trained Jill to bartend at the bar we're talking about, and I know this customer. There were nefarious intentions, <laughs> intentions that no one in their right mind would ever cash in on. And um, you know, we always talk about theater of the mind. I'm just gonna do it, okay? <laughs> the guy had a particular quirk about his face that was hard to not be distracted by. He was also, on top of that, kind of an asshole, okay? Um, so it's not like he was the nicest guy in the world. I And, and people are going to be wondering what I'm talking about here. I in no way want to make fun of any... Uh, disability. You I'm not even hole. sure. I'm not even sure if this is a disability. I'm walking a razor's edge right now. Yeah, you are. All I know, uh, here's here's the best example I, I can give you. If you've ever seen the water boy and you know the linebacker whose eyes point that is the worst the same way. Direction. That is the worst way. I can give you, you another one that I like. Guy was cross-eyed. He looked like he got kicked by a donkey. You I mean, are something else he was he was <laughs> severely i mean i don't know how he had a license i'm serious wow. he had a wonky eye well done but what Steve. did that have to do with a thousand dollar tip i mean <laughs> I'm just saying, i don't think she would i i think i think that in his mind he was like hey can i sweeten the pot here with swingers but also i have a very wonky eye so here's a thousand dollars i don't know i don't know anyway, all right i'm moving on <laughs> episode 12 White Negronis with Jill Lintowski. If you want to get the real skinny on that story, give it a listen. All right. Or so at least her my, side of the story. One of my favorite tip stories was the previous episode, Emily Uncles. Um, and she told the story about the the father who was taking his uh, brand new stepdaughter out for, mm. for a meal. And uh, they were having kind of a rough time. And Emily kind of sat down and told her all about meeting her stepfather for the first time and got him laughing and got him talking. And uh, the dad tipped her a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what you guys are always talking about. The yeah. relationships you form with people. In uh, such he, a short he, time. he tipped her a hundred dollars and she thought it was a mistake. And she ran out to stop him. And he told her that, that, that the interaction that he had with her and, and the, him trying to, build that relationship with his new stepdaughter was so meaningful. And he's like, we will never forget this day. And she started crying and he started <laughs> crying. The little girl yeah. started crying. That that was truly a heartwarming story. I really Des- like that one. Despite all of the just trash and, and sewage that spills out of my mouth. And that Jardia. is recorded onto Jardia, on that is recorded <laughs> onto a microphone on the show. Let it be known that sentimental moments Real human connections um, are are what this business is about. And and again, your bartenders and your servers and the places that you get to hang out with your family, those are the fabric of your community. And that's why we're so passionate about this business. Um, you know, some of the best moments I can ever remember with my own family, my mom, my dad, my brothers and sister are around a table. You know, some were celebrating something or out to dinner or just 
enjoying a meal or, you know, uh, hanging out with somebody that we know behind the bar or, or serving us. And so it's great that, you, you know, you can make that kind of impact. If you want those sort of sentimental stories and many more funny ones, listen to Emily Uncle's episode 11, Raging mm. Bitches with Emily Uncle. <laughs> and that's the title sequence. I wasn't cursing there, people. It's a style of beer, okay? So, so going for worst tips, I think, Stephen, your story of your Christmas no tip Oh man, um, Jason, and, I it was one of the one of the worst. But uh, quite frankly, Mike, you know, you know, you are a, a fantastic human being. But leaving money in a glass upside down, you know, give me a break. <laughs> wow, she goes all the way back to episode number one. Oh, we no, that was a couple of times. That was that was that was Emily's episode because Emily gave me a really hard time about that too. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not now, saying I've done that many times. I'm just saying, you know, I love see. And Emily's her solution to bad service was to tip them even like double tip them because she wants to be the Make jerk but still bad. walk away yeah. with them liking her and being confused and perplexed. Yeah. All right, I, I won't just, do I won't do that anymore. Mr. Just Taylor. to clarify <laughs> what my mom is talking about here. I've been for, a busser. <laughs> for, for years, Mike's uh Mike's reaction to poor service or um or maybe didn't you say like an annoying uh person you had to tip out at work? Was no, this take- was just this this was only happened like a very small amount a of times. Time. It not was really, it really bad service, like right. intentionally bad service. You yeah. would tip them, but you would put it in a glass of water and then or a soda and then flip it upside down and glass of water, uh, yeah. With with a menu and slide it out and leave it on the table to where the only way that they could get their tip is if they pulled that glass of water, it went everywhere. Their money soaking wet, you know. So the next couple times that you you well, it's think not about soaking wet, it was all change. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> God, God, you're you're a real piece of work, my friend. Um, okay, do you have any more tip stories uh... that you liked? I think that's a good one to shut down the category. I think that's, I think that's it. I, I definitely want to end with one that makes Mike feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> I think that's a good place to transition <laughs> to question number three, which is worst drink orders. Now, you know, obviously we talk about the type of drink, um, you know, maybe what didn't taste good or it was a crazy order, but Mike explain to my mom that it's more than just worst drink orders. Yeah, so, well, worst drink orders was initially, especially from the bartender's point of view, there are certain drinks that are ordered that are just, they have a stigma about them. And people who order certain drinks usually kind of fit into certain categories. So that's kind of the the way we're going. But this category has evolved into just terrible drinks, also drinks that people hate to make, or even something that might be more uh, close to you is uh, the worst drinks that a bartender has ever made for you. Okay, well, I'll start with um, I'll start with the you know the number one hated drink. Um, I think it, it first appeared on the pod uh, from Sydney Borchman. Oh yeah, um, and uh, it's the Long Island iced tea. Yeah, and I think that's a running theme through the pod. For, for everybody. Yeah, starting um, with episode four, the, yeah. the Jack Honey Smash with Sid Borgman. Mm. <laughs> and, and we have our, heard uh, episode, guest after guest after guest lament. And, and, and I, I really think at some point you guys need to write the bartender rant rules because you've got Justin's rule about customers and 
and Sid set the rule for the Long Island iced tea. Yeah, you know, she goes, you know, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get to drink it for one year while you're 21, and that's it. You're done. You know, and you need you need those rules, that rule book. Um, but the <laughs> other ones, the 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 other ones I really liked were from your international guests. Um, mm. So you had the candy floss. Or the can uh, cotton yeah. candy cotton drink. Porn star yeah. martini. Yeah. Oh, my yes. gosh. Well, no, no, no. That was something else. It was a, no. a cotton candy something. No, yeah, no, I know what you're a, talking about. It was a porn star martini, but the way they garnish it is with candy floss. Yeah. <laughs> which is how the Brits say cotton candy, which is insane. It's an it insane way to say cotton. It, yes, it sounds it? so much worse. What, yeah, but what is it in French? It's like father's beard or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so <laughs> it gets strange. It's even weirder. The further you get away from the States, yeah. the weirder it gets. Yeah. And, and that episode, um, man, I'm trying. Here, to, I got him. I got I'm him. trying to think. It's of, Amy Moss. Amy Moss. It's thank 23. You. Yes, Amy Moss, episode 23. And, and that drink is so cool because if you've never had a porn star martini, if you listen to that episode, Amy is just cruising along. And what a fascinating soul. Uh, that, that gal is, um, tattoo artist, uh, came in and out of the service business now works at this dive bar, just such an interesting person, uh, from Bournemouth, England. Uh, and we had such a fun time uh, recording with Brighton, Br Brighton, Brighton. I think she works in Bournemouth or did or, but, um, yes, from Brighton. Thank you. And, uh, had such a fun, fun time recording with her, but you will hear a distinct moment in that episode Amy's cruising along. She's answering our questions. Then all of a sudden she says, porn star martini, like it means nothing to her and just keeps going. And Mike and I are like, what, huh? What, what is that? What? <laughs> Never heard of that before. She proceeds to break down the drink. And really all it is, is it's a French martini, right? It's going to be a martini made with uh, St. Germain or any type of elderflower and raspberry vodka, a very simple French martini. And then what they do to make it a porn star martini is they serve it with a shot of champagne on the side. Mm -hmm. And you are able to sweeten the martini to your liking with the champagne. And then they put the candy floss on top and the candy <laughs> floss melts into the drink as you're drinking it. And again, makes it sweeter, i.e. the porn star martini. And our minds were just blown. I was like, this is cool. What a. What a crazy idea to use cotton candy with your cocktail. So okay. um, that's a good one. Yeah. So then um, the other one that I thought was hilarious, mostly because of the pain it put the servers through was JT from Sweden. The hot who, shots. Who had the hot shots. Yes. Um, you, where they had to sing their little song. Can you, can you remember the song? Oh, it was something about, you know, heat up the coffee yeah. and they had to bang on the table. It's coupe de coffee, Vispa Grede, hot shot, hot shot, hot shot. You boil actually it. learned it? Yeah. <laughs> boil, boil the coffee, whip the cream, hot shot, hot. Because they, they have to whip the cream, the cream fresh every time. It's not like, right, a, right. you know, whipped cream can. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to JT's episode from Sweden, he, he was awesome. And honestly, now, too, that we've got StreamYard going, I think, where we really want to get more international guests on, and we kind of have the technology to do that yeah. a little bit. We have the technology, so we we uh, can build it. We can make him stronger. We should bring JT back on and record a boiler. Oh, he's tape. he's got he's got a, an NDA running out because he did a lot of private oh, parties right. where he oh had he signed God. an NDA that he couldn't tell the stories for a certain amount of time. Oh, no. 
<laughs> so after that NDA is expired, he's going to come back on and, and, and spill some of those. Let, let's slow down really quick. So people, if you're not aware, an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. Usually you have to sign that if you're involved in some type of, you know, sensitive information, something confidential, you know, maybe like military secrets or. If you're going to watch celebrities be debaucherous and they don't want anybody, they don't want you to go and tell their little secrets and how they act a fool at a party. Well, it turns out JT was a pretty high level uh, catering bartender. And for a while there was doing some very, very, very exclusive bartending events and had to sign some pretty intense NDAs about the mm -hmm. people that he was serving to and the behavior that he saw. So again, those NDAs are coming to fruition very soon. So now that we do have StreamYard, a better platform, um, love to have him back on because if anybody listened to that episode, every story JT told will singe your eyebrows off. And unfortunately, that was at a time in our show where the audio quality was severely lacking. No, his audio um, quality was great. His was great. He's Ours from sucked. Sweden. What do you expect? We were not ready to uh, record internationally, let alone even in our, our own basement. So. Um, that's episode 24, Jungle Birds with JT, if you want to give that one a roll. Okay, so as far as the remainder, they're all kind of generic. They're, you know, blender, just frozen drinks. Or yeah. um, uh, the, the one I really liked um, a lot was, uh, where can, where is it? I love that you've kind of covered the gambit of all the uh, bartender classic, the blenders broken, this, mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Well, and what, yeah. what I'm curious about is from listening to this show, has this changed the way that you've interacted with people in the service industry after? Or this? how you order, right? Like yeah. what you consider ordering, because that's a great question. I think it's, it's um, you know, I don't order much. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's probably made me more judgmental of my... <laughs> careful my, my careful hello guests just tell them they need to listen to this great new podcast yeah know? no um <laughs> the other one i was going to tell you that i really enjoyed was because i remember Stephen, you coming up with these um and really having fun coming up with them but uh zach uh who worked at i believe it was your seafood mm -hmm. oh yeah time. And I remember you kept telling me you came up with a special cocktail of the month. And uh, I loved hearing his pod when he said, yeah, the worst drink order was when the people ordered the seasonal drink and we never had the it ingredients. Never had, <laughs> it never had the ingredients <laughs> for it, yeah. What a yes. nightmare, just every shift. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you know, I, there have been so many bars I've worked at where uh, when I start there and I train and I look at the cocktail menu, I was like, hey, so how do we make – how do we make, you know, this house cocktail? Oh, it says this is one of our specialties. You know, can you, you know, it's my first day. Would you mind showing me how to make it? Oh, oh we don't make those. Is the response you get back. What, what do you mean? There's a menu in my hand that I've been giving to all the tables. These say signature house cocktails. <laughs> and, and then a bartender looking at me like I'm crazy and saying, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell them we don't have it. We're out of it. We don't make those. We don't do it. <laughs> the fact that it's just like... I'm so confused. What do you mean we don't do it? That's like it's the end the of the special. <laughs> Why don't we order the ingredients? But yes, uh, Zach, yeah. near and dear to my heart, um, uh, who who did work with me at Ocean Pride, a fantastic, fantastic shout there. Um, and I'm I'm going to try to get his episode. I'm, I think I'm failing at the moment to pin him there down because no. oh, he 
he may have gone by an anonymous name, if I'm not mistaken. No, episode yeah. seven, Johnny yeah. Black Dead Eyes was that. Yep. That's what yep. it was. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Um, does that wrap us up for best and worst Drake or worst? I think I think it does. Okay. I think there there are a few others, but I think they're really redundant. So yeah. Good. Well, I have to tell you, you have come prepared, and I really appreciate that. It's a daunting task of us to ask you to not only kind of go back and pick out your favorites, but to come on a show where we interview bartenders in a structure where we're asking you to answer bar questions and you to be to come with this much content. So I really appreciate that. And um, I'm going to let Mike tee you up for number four while I sprint oh, to the right. bathroom and sprint back. See, he's going to make me say the one with the curse word in the title. Do you see how he just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> I'll take, yeah, I've I'll, never heard that one before. <laughs> that's why it. I only wear that sweatshirt to bed. <laughs> oh, did he, did he get you a sweatshirt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go, people. Get some, get yourself some merch. Uh, it's in our Instagram link tree. Um, well, hopefully he'll be back quick. But I'm going to take a page out of Duke's book here. And uh, for this one, question number four: mistakes and flip ups. Ah. So <laughs> these are these are obviously uh, times that we've seen people crash and burn. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, what were some of the favorite stories from the uh, episodes uh, that you remember? Because I know we've had a lot of mistakes and flip ups. All the, right. Well, I got to start style. out with my own son, you know, just, yeah. just he, to... he was the mistake. Steve was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't say that. Is he back? Oh, he is now. <laughs> what uh, happened at my expense? We're not, we're not, we're not, talking, we're not talking about you. Don't worry. <laughs> Damn it. No, I think, I think honestly, one of the, the, you know, you wait, mentioned wait, wait, theater wait, of wait. the mind. Wait, were you guys really not talking about me? Why not? <laughs> Why weren't you talking about me? You wish. <laughs> um, you know, you're you're always talking about theater of the mind, and to imagine you. Sorry, mom. Try to uh, talk more. Directly oh, sorry. To uh, to imagine you uh, coming into a room full of small band, uniformed children, and throwing oh, pancakes and water and blood all over one of these children. <laughs> repeatedly he was so <laughs> kind about it too he was so patient <laughs> this man was wise beyond his years i don't know why he was so nice to me um yeah you know i was so proud <laughs> if you guys pancakes. haven't heard, if you guys haven't heard the story she's referring to i was a broken broken man at that moment in time it, it is one of my not just most embarrassed moments as a service industry professional. It is one of my most embarrassed moments in my life. And I often say I don't have an embarrassing bone in my body. It's hard to push me to a point where, where I am that kind of vulnerable with my shame. Um, many people say I don't even have or possess that particular emotion. And so for this young child, this like 14, 15 year old boy to take me to that point um, was uh, a really, really, unique and awful set of circumstances um if you need to hear the marching band story and i hope you do you got to go listen to episode 25 now my mom has invoked that episode a couple times now and i'm gonna let mike describe it but episode 25 was our last specialty episode you know we're doing these kind of in anniversary style episode 25 episode 50 you know these special ones we want to bring you something unique so it was Mike's idea for episode 25 to do what, Michael? Well, it was a mutual agreement. We, no, it we wasn't. Made, we made no, it wasn't. Bet. We made I lost a bet. bet. No, I it got, was not. 
But <laughs> you don't enter into a bet. Mom, I don't you enter can't into lose any bet. bet unless you enter into it. Mom, I've never made a bet in my life. I didn't think I was gonna win a hundred. To be fair, it was kind of it, confidence. It was kind of on in a gray area whether or not he won or not. Because Amy, Amy's episode, I don't I don't think I was oh, too drunk. I was you. just a little quiet. Oh, yes. You I know what? Don't dispute it. Tell the people. <laughs> tell the people what happened on episode 25, okay? Well, Steve uh, went through 10 shots like a champ. And, uh, Not he just went 10 shots. Not like 10, 10, 10 shots different shots. Yeah. yeah. He did the ultimate gauntlet. Those do you want to tell them what some of the shots were? Well, they weren't that bad. We did. We did. <laughs> I had to do an oyster shooter and then a shot that had blue carousel in it back to back. The oyster shooters were delicious, though. They we had delicious. freshly shucked oysters. You're welcome. Nice and yeah, you had to do a blowjob shot and uh, a fire shot that didn't light on fire. <laughs> so that was that was an interesting shopping list. I had a good time making that one. Yeah, Mike's calling me, going. I've got 57 airplane bottles in my cart, you mother bleeper. You better be ready when we get there. And he has me, he's literally grilling me with Emily Uncle going question by question through the gauntlet as I have to answer a question, take a shot. Answer a question, take a shot. And, uh, man, I got absolutely smoked and Mike barely made it to the airport. I oh, yeah. I barely, yeah. I almost missed oh, my flight. You guys were, co- you and Dirty Tom were cooking. <laughs> that is also, by the way, that is also the, uh, uh, the famous, famous scenario where if you do follow us on social, oh my God. Mike you... left for the airport oh with my. my keys in his pocket. <laughs> and he flew back to Kansas with my house keys, my car keys. I couldn't, I, I had nothing. I was literally, I was literally basically shanghaied and at the mercy of uh, the postal service for 48 hours. While my it was more than 48 hours. Did, did he tell you about this, Mrs. Haley? Well, I him not having them but i didn't remember so that morning because he still had work to do i had to go and pick up some booze and oysters for that episode so he gave me his keys because i didn't have a vehicle there i'd flew in so in the midst of finally finishing up the episode and me being a little drunk and steve being drunk yeah and trying to get out of there because i'm missing my flight i get all the way to the airport we're in traffic it's it's a mess I get all the way to security and I'm emptying out my pockets and I pull Steve's keys out of my pocket and I'm like, oh, oh no. And I just didn't know what to do. And I was out of time. I was you literally left him with security. Well, no, that, that, I would have never gotten I know. And that's what that, that thought crossed my mind. It's like, should I leave them? I was like, man, that's going to be a problem if they get lost. So I just flew home with them. But the problem was it was Thanksgiving weekend. So the post, like, or even FedEx priority was like, there was like a four day gap where he did not get his keys and, and, or anything. So yeah. mad. <laughs> I know so there mad. was your keys in your truck and everything. <laughs> I was so mad, but if you would have left them with security, I would never have gotten them back. Kind of like when Bob from the Vegas airport stole my wine key, that son of a biscuit. Um, I will never <laughs> forgive him for that. I had that wine key for 15 years, Bob. <laughs> jabroni you should have known better man what are you doing it's got a knife on it yes all right uh question that's an amazing one mom and i think wait 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 i'm not done oh oh my (laughs) excuse me um i think you i i think you really surprised me with this mistakes um to realize how dangerous servers can actually be because there were two that really stood out to me, Tony Castillo and his uh, 
Let me, let me see how I put this. His mild manner server by day, spinning ninja dish, tra dish tray assassin by night. Yes. <laughs> wow, what a deep cut from episode three. But wait, but wait, because that's not it. Then we have Justin, who drops a knife on somebody's head from one floor up. Yeah. <laughs> That actually, that, that actually made it into the expansion pack for Herd Card Game. Yeah. There is a, there is a card that says dropping a, a knife on a guest's head from the second floor. So yeah. you know, eating yeah. out is a hazard. Okay, it can be a hazard to your health in a lot of different ways. You know, make sure the chicken's cooked, and uh, make sure uh, Tony Castilla, the uh, uh, serving tray ninja, uh, that you don't double cross him. Because he, yeah, he hit will, that guy right in the back. He will. And I thought, up. and I honestly thought that would be the the extent of it. I really did, until and I can't find him. Shoot, why can't I find? Do you remember him? the story? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He, yeah, tell us uh, a tale. He had a coworker who was a coin flipper. Oh, that's and, Trent Pruitt. Is that Trent? I, I believe he, that was and, Trent. And he flipped the coin right into his throat. <laughs> no, that was. I, uh, I oh yeah, was, yeah. I think Trent that was Pruitt, Trent. Right? I, I think yeah. so. I could be wrong, but no. I yeah, think you, had... you snap the you snap the pennies, yes. and it, yes. he was, the guys were having a conversation. He snapped it from across the room and went right down his down his, throat. Down his throat. Yeah, yeah, just left his uvula dangling in the back. Yeah, just swallowed that thing. He's lucky he didn't choke on it. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, the standard ones were you know just paled by all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well. You know, anytime, anytime somebody's sniping, uh, sniping uh, coinage down somebody's gullet, I mean, you'd have you'd have to put that one at the top of the list. And that's episode number thirty-five, the escape with. Oh no, that's sixteen with Trent Pruitt. Yeah, you're Trent good. Pruitt, number sixteen. Excuse me, yeah. our boy down in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah and he, he himself also had one of the one of the major mistakes of his his day at Mardi Gras. Um, Having a little help as one of your having a little assistance as one of your other bartenders. Little extra help, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mom, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and debate the merits of uh of Please psychological don't. drugs with you right now. However, however, I am going to posit one argument. If a man is to ever drop acid. Why not do it at Mardi Gras? That's yeah, all problem, I'm saying. The problem was was that he had a shift later. That well, was the that's, problem. You know, that's a, <laughs> and he had he had to be sent he had to be sport. sent in, into the cooler to have a smoke and 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 have a shot and calm down for a minute because he was freaking out. Which, by the way, that also made it into the expansion pack as a card. Drop an acid and join the Mardi Gras parade on Bourbon yeah. Street. <laughs> but I do want to point out that coincidentally, that was the episode where you first made your public service statement. Yes. And and was very significant. I thought that was uh, you married those well. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, you know as we started to do the show more and more, and Mike and I were started to because I think it was around probably episode eight or nine where we were taking on more guests that we didn't really know. They had been recommended to us. They weren't like our close friends or you know close to to at least me or Mike in the bar industry. Um, and we started taking on these new guests and. Mike and I started to be like, man, this we're we're getting better at this. We're starting to get a groove. It's still hard, but it feels like we might really have something here. Like there were a lot of times where we sat down and we said, we have a show. Like this is 
this is legitimate. We could do something with this. Um, um, and most importantly, we yeah, we actually had people starting to reach out because this absolutely. has always been this has always been fun for Steve and I. But the the community that has started to yeah, well, exactly. It's already yeah. this huge community, but now getting to kind of have this niche role in the community. And I know there's other podcasts out there that do this, so I get all that. But I'm just saying it's it's been so cool, and the people we've met through this have been so awesome that's one of the reasons i thought it'd be fun to have you on because i know this is a little different but i i love this because this is really nostalgic for me and i know that we've got a lot of like fans and listeners that they listen to every episode like you do so i know this is going to bring back some of those good memories and uh i'm just excited to keep going and, and there's so many people out there that we want to get on the show and um yeah it's just been really cool to meet all these different people and and these people reaching out to us has given us i know we say that at the beginning of every episode but when some random stranger reaches out to us and tells us they like our show, we go online and we see a new review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It is just, it's, it's, it's the greatest motivator we have. It really no is. Question. It's so cool. And we're going to keep this going because this is, this is the community's podcast and we just well, want to. Yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think that's why, that's why I, I can't overlook the stuff I don't like. Uh, yeah. I can't condone it. I can't overlook it, but I understand it's present in the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, some of it is but, assimilation in some ways. Like what we I feel, think is more important like... is that people often feel isolated. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just happening to me, or this is just a stress I'm dealing with, or this is just something that's making me mad or, or whatever. <laughs> and, um, you're giving them a vehicle to have fun. You're giving them a vehicle to say, yeah, I have that same experience and it mm -hmm. drives me crazy too, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, if you weigh those two sides of this, that's why I'm, I'm, I was willing to be here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and that's not, and who cares whether I'm here or not, but that's what I'm proud about. Yeah. Well, well we care. That. You're one of our best listeners. So. <laughs> and, and, and my only point I was trying to make about leading up to, to um, Trent Pruitt's episode is we started to be conscious about some of the things that you two both alluded to right there. And Mike and I are having those sorts of conversations saying, man, if that's where we're going with this, where we're going to be. Uh, a safe place for people, a conduit for them to. Definitely. It's to, never going to be a safe place, but yeah, well, I know what you're right. <laughs> but a conduit for them to to kind of uh, feel like they uh, they're understood. Then guess what? We cannot just we can't just be a show that comes on, dicks around, publishes an episode. <clears throat> we are going to have to reinvest in the community in some way. What is important to us? Well. We see how much this industry weighs on mental health and substance abuse. Let's start talking about that. And if the show ever goes anywhere, let's put our money where our mouth is and start trying to help mm -hmm. in some way. And and, and, we and really in one way is is enjoying the great times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yet, you know, one way is being able to laugh about those moments that are laughable. Mm -hmm. You know, and and what I may not like may make this a safe place for somebody who's living in that. Yeah. Understood. Sure. sure. And, and yes, it's, it's odd. It's a Tricky pretty, little fulcrum there. It's a, it's a pretty odd episode. Uh, if you haven't heard Trey's yet, my 
goodness, it in of itself is like an acid trip on wheels. It is an insane episode. And so it might surprise people that we record that episode and then bang, here's this disclaimer. But with something that we had been more conscious about with the content that we were getting into with different guests that we needed to talk about. So no, we always say I'm, we always say drink along, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to get alcohol out of their lives and yeah. everything else. So we, we just want to be conscious of that. And, and it's also why we felt it important to have non-alcoholic drinks, mocktails, other things profiled on the show as well, because um, there's a lot of people in this business that, um, like Mike said, uh, are, are dead straight, razor blade sober, and we support them as well in that discretion and them being healthy and happy and being part of this community. So mm -hmm. I'm going to keep us moving forward, guys. I'm going to rein us in a little bit because we're almost at halftime. Mom, you've been doing an incredible job. Uh, and now we are at, I, I got to be really honest with you, the category that I thought would be the most fun to ask you, um, and because I think. As a non-bartender, you'll have some, you'll have some thoughts on question number five. So, number five, health code violations. <laughs> Tell me, you got some personal feelings on this one. Well, I, I a lot of this did not come as a surprise because I did, of course, work at the Lucky Steer. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> And I live in Baltimore. <laughs> what um, is that implication? Well, it, it's a great segue to um, the most recurrent running theme and and the the greatest the greatest challenge of which city is the rat capital of the world. Ah, yes. <laughs> so so rat we started, city. Yeah. So we started out with Justin and his story about rats in the pickle tub. Oh, yeah, which also made it into the expansion pack. That is also a card. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and they were not able to save the rat from drowning, but the they pickles could've. were fine. They <laughs> could have they could have saved that rat. The they Peter's, stood there and watched. They saved the pickles, though, which, you know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Pete yeah, is already just... on us for Mike's uh, comments er earlier. Yeah, that was a really bad intro, to be fair. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean it to come out that way when I was talking about animals getting shot. That was oh, that, oh, well, didn't come out the way that I intended. <laughs> well, and that that brought up brought us back to Trent again, where mm -hmm. where the comparison between you know were the New Orleans rats worse, um, and his story about the owner shooting the rats. In the kitchen during work hours, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. versus your mad ratter in your backyard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, and listen, thank God we used a BB gun. I don't think you can just fire a 22 aimlessly into an alley in Baltimore. I mean, yeah. people do it, but I don't think it's, I think it's frowned upon. <laughs> but apparently, in certain parts of the country, you can still just be the type of cartoonish bar owner that takes out a, a, a rifle. And start yeah, chasing rats that? around your kitchen, just firing it, you know, with customers out front. <laughs> insanity. Complete and complete utter insanity. The, the only thing you left out of that, and, and you, uh, you hinted at it, um, I just can't wait to hear these songs. And that's one of my, you know, one of my additions to your pod should be your songs. Your, oh, your Steve rat songs, song, yes. Or your kitty yeah. kitty song. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so, got a song about Priscilla, our, our cat, yeah. I do have a great song about Priscilla the cat, and I, I have a song about uh, that's called The Mad Ratter, named after that wonderful BB gun. Um, it's a dirty bluegrass-style song. I, I You know what? I probably do need to just record them and put them up on Patreon for the people. There and, you go. And quit, quit teasing them, because I have mentioned that a few different times. 
those are actually two songs I'm proud to play. <laughs> uh, rare moments of yeah, I, I, uh, rare moments of good songwriting. I I think what I've learned about myself over time is look, I'm not a great guitar player. I'm not a great singer. I'm not even a great uh, 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 lyric writer. But one of the things I seem to have a knack for is irreverence. So you ask me to write a comedy song about a bunch of guys drinking whiskey and shooting BB guns at rats, and it just comes to me like <laughs> manna from heaven. It just Everybody's out. got their niche. I don't know, yeah. Um, maybe I just, yeah, maybe I pursued uh, a little too much Bob Dylan and a little, not a, not enough Weird Al in, in the early parts of my, of my musical career. But um that those are good ones. And I like how you juxtapose them, you know, uh, uh, next to each other. That's, that's, that's great. There are these themes that have emerged. Um, I think we can confidently say that Baltimore is not rat city, but we're on the list. Okay. All right. We have a proud and, uh, honor tradition of football sized, leather pelted rats yeah we used to play a game when we were driving around baltimore called cat rat or bag and you had to guess when you saw <laughs> it saw it out of the corner of your eye what it was first and there was a whole point system with that because they were pretty prevalent yeah they are they yeah. are you know I, I i'd go park downtown and just count how many i saw before i got out of the parking lot yeah that's a fun yeah. game right oh, yeah. oh it's a well, it's a 12 day it's a 12 day <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. need to get her get her a BB gun for Christmas. Oh there boy, you go. Well, she lives out. <laughs> you know, she's out in the for, uh, for Denver when she area visits. now. For uh, when she mom, visits, mom, do they have rats in Denver? No, I think the bobcats eat them. Oh, <laughs> well, do see, that's have... what you need. You just need to introduce some bobcats Let's into the Baltimore. Yeah, there's one outside yeah. my house. So. <laughs> bring us a bobcat back when you come back for. Uh, oh yeah, for, uh, sure. Mother's Day, Father's Day. Come on. Um, all right, what a masterful job cutting through the first half of the gauntlet. Guys, we are going to take a quick halftime break, and we are going to be back with another wonderful, wonderful uh, tales of the second half of the gauntlet. See you in a minute. This episode of the Bartender Amp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. Okay, guys, we're back. What a halftime it was. I mean, I didn't actually move. We just waited for Mike to sprint away and sprint back. But um, uh, theater of the mind. We were gone for so long preparing and eating orange slices for this vicious second half of the gauntlet. Um, before we get back into question number six, mom, you know what's coming here. Okay. Our second half kickoff question. Ranch or blue cheese? Lisa? Oh! Ranch or blue cheese? Blue cheese all the way. Got a girl. <laughs> I never had a doubt in my mind. I knew where your faith lies. I knew it. 
Now, how do you feel about ranch? You're not opposed to ranch. Ranch is fine. I am actually opposed to ranch. We have a blue cheese only. I'm not opposed to other people eating ranch. I just, it's got that buttermilk taste. It's got that back taste. You know, there are so many other dressings that are so much better than ranch. This is so weird because (laughs) ranch is called white people sauce and you're from Indiana and, and you're just German and Lutheran and couldn't be whiter. I don't think they make them. (laughs) Uh, whiter and, and it's just like when I, you know when we talk to richard davis who's also from indiana he talks about how people just want to drown in it in mm. middle america and so the you shots don't understand made- ranch is a uh ranch did not come around it's a oh it's new, a recent phenomenon it is, is what a you're new saying. dressing yeah i don't think ranch was around in my younger years really seriously when do can you give us like the line of I demarcation? Because you were a big salad bar person, I remember oh, when you we were was. kids. And right? I still so am. Yeah. When did you when did you start noticing ranch was available? I might have been in college. Wow. Seriously. Seriously. The hunting and gathering years. That's very exciting. Um, no, um <laughs> really, but seriously, when you were a kid, ranch wasn't around. No. Not that wow. I remember. I didn't. Yeah, I, I guess I never even considered it. it. Makes sense. I can't imagine a lot of people were, you know, uh, wearing flappers outfits in the 1920s and then said, "Hold on, I need to hit my table. My my uh, mozzarella sticks and ranch just got here." You know, that kind of. Thing. Yeah, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Did you like that? Um, yeah, yeah. I hated it, and I wish we could erase that. But, um, yeah, okay. We, we can, but we won't. I get you. <laughs> Well, I know where your allegiances lie. I, 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 I don't hold grudges for long. <laughs> and notice, people, unlike these ranch elitists, she is a through and through blue cheese gal who does not judge you and your eating of ranch. So keep that in mind. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Question number six: Ratchet and crazy customers. And Mike, explain that this actually is more than just the crazy and the ratchet, but can also be. I mean, yeah, we love the crazy and the ratchet customers, but uh, we have also expanded this to memorable customers, just like uh, even though we talked about this in the tip story uh, with Emily Uncle and, and the interaction she had with that father and his stepdaughter. So sometimes there's just some guests that are just really memorable and, and really make an impact on your life. OK, so I've got a bunch here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first two are significant, mostly because these people are near and dear to my heart. Uh-oh. Um, and, uh, hearing about their experiences and even hearing them tell these stories, um, was, uh, was, a quite an experience for me. <laughs> so the first one was my, my other son, who oh, I yes. am so proud I of. I knew we were going to be getting to this at some point. <laughs> my son, Tom, who, yeah, uh, dirty Tom. No, oh, wait, no, you're an actual Tom. You're actual Tom. I'm, actual I'm, Tom. Sorry, yes, my apologies. Episode two, the Tom Collins with Tom Haley, my wonderful little brother. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, you know, he is an enigma. He is. Uh, <laughs> oh, in the greatest sense of the word. <laughs> He's a looker. He's uh, got that sensitive side. He's quiet. He's loud. Cerebral, he's, someone he's would describe just, him He's as. an enigma, you know, and. Uh, to hear him tell about all the cougars going after him. <laughs> Again, something a mom never necessarily needs to hear. And I yeah, thought but- you were going to tell his story about the li- the manager who got fired. For oh, wait. Yeah, just, just hold it. 
<laughs> You're going out of turn. I sure am. <laughs> I like. Hey, listen. You know. You listen. You know what the gauntlet is about. We put the screws into our guests. All right. And if you <laughs> thought it was going to be any different, I know what makes you feel uncomfortable. Okay. And then, no. well, why do you think I brought it up? <laughs> We're not no, going I'm, there. Out of anyway. curiosity, so if you would have been at the bar whenever he was uh, getting, you know, hit on by all those cougars, how do you think you would react to that? Especially if they didn't know that you were his mother sitting there. You know, I know my son pretty well. And honestly, I, I hate to admit this. Honestly, I would have thought it was probably pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <Okay. laughs> all right. You know, um, had, had you also it, know that if you were there, Tom, Tom that, would be that, very uncomfortable. He would react oh, yeah. very differently. No, but that would have also been a little amusing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. I've never claimed to be the best of moms. <laughs> I don't know, you're doing pretty darn good, I'll tell you. Um, the other one that, you know, it's, it's not an area that I'm comfortable with. Don't ask me that same question. Well, but no. to hear Sydney tell about... Her bar customer, I know who in live real time action went through his entire process of transitioning. Oh yes, that was a great was, story. Was a great story. Not yes. only a great story, but a great story to hear it from her mouth, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> knowing who she is. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, guys, the story that my mom is alluding to here, I. I have to tell you, I think it might be a top 10 story we've ever told on this show. It was. I couldn't even believe. I've never heard anything like it. The way she told it was I think hilarious. I think this is even where we started doing the memorable customer. Yes, right. Because, because Ratchet and Crazy did not define Describe this experience, this person, but yes. it was a story that had to be told about a customer. You got to oh, go man. back. You got to listen to episode four, the Jack Honey Smash with Sid Borchman, because on that episode, she tells a story about a bar that she starts working at in Staten Island, New York, which is where she's from. Um, she was new to this bar, so she hadn't really gotten a keen sense of all the regulars yet. And all of a sudden, a regular came in, and some of her other coworkers came up and said, get ready, uh, get ready, because this gentleman is going to uh, be, be dressed very different in like the next 20 minutes and this customer proceeds to in front of the entire bar start removing and changing their the, the his outfit um adding a bra adding a dress adding without they, anyone noticing though exactly, i mean that's that was, what was so like, right listening to sid say it was magical yeah it was, right. like, it was like Houdini. you turn around the guy's got lipstick on all of a sudden yes yeah. now now again sub very supportive of everybody's free expression however i had always just assumed that that sort of um transition occurs maybe in private in the bathroom or at your house and then you go out the 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 thing that was so fascinating was that it was like the cocoon of a butterfly opening up at the bar it was <laughs> it was wild and sid's telling of it is so funny and 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 what's what ended up being so great and why this person was not just a um you know, not just memorable that night. 
I don't know if you remember, uh, Mike, but for the time that she worked there, he turned out to be a pretty decent regular. It was very mm-hmm. nice. And and she had a great time chatting with him and hanging out with him. And so well, they buy and, some of the same like underwear and stuff. too. Yes, so that's right. Other things to talk about, yeah. so. and, and kind of, uh, uh, yeah, connecting over that. That is such a great story. And I'm not doing the telling of it justice right now. It has been, guys, 46 episodes since I heard that story. Okay. Uh, improper. So do yourself a favor, go back and listen to it as only Sid, the squid can do. Yeah. And uh, now you'll have a little bit of fresh perspective from Mrs. Haley. And also just a fun little thing about that episode. We actually, the intro to that episode got deleted whenever we recorded it. So we had to record the intro after the oh, episode. That's right. I forgot so Steve and that. I were already drunk at that point in time and we had to go and re-record the entire intro. And if the you first, listen like really, 30 minutes, right? If, yeah. If you, well, it wasn't that it was like 10 or 15 minutes. And if you yeah. listen closely, you can hear where the transition happens where we go back in time and it's the beginning. Because we we go from kind of drunk to sober really quick. So <laughs> if there was a some type of recording software where I could push a button and make Mike go from drunk to sober, we would save ourselves so much angst on some of these recordings. If I could just snap my fingers. Yeah, that's and that's always it. Mike's problem. Oh! <laughs> now, I will say, Steve can, Steve can hold his liquor so Mike, much better might, than me. That might not be a good sign. <laughs> It's just my ability to, to talk while inebriated. That's uh-huh. it. It, ma- it masks you, you it. can that's talk and, and, and at any state. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. That's correct. I might be at my own funeral, Gabin, behind the behind the uh, that's right. clergyman. That's right. um, okay. That is an un- that's an unbelievable one. I love that yeah. one. And I, honest to God, if you have more for this category, that's great. But that I I always I think sometimes forget about that story. It's such a great. Uh, one for memorable customers. I think you said you had a few more. I do. I do. But just tell me when. when no, please. Well, um, one person, her entire show was phenomenal. And um, I haven't mentioned her yet, but um, everything from her drink in all the way through was Annie Gladbach. And mm-hmm. um, just the story she told about um, working in the middle of a rainforest where Sir Richard Attenborough mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of episodes, and... Mike went off the rails on, huh? Yeah, being... sorry about that. <laughs> well, that was part of the part of the fun. Um, but being in New Zealand and Australia, and uh, with killer birds and killer mm, saltwater crocodiles, <laughs> saltwater crocodiles. That's right. Um, but but her ratchet customer really stood out because uh, again, because the way she told the story, and oh, yeah. uh, and also just. Um, you know, she she dropped the punchline at the end where she was with this couple for several days, it sounded like, mm-hmm. helping them, you know, showing them around, taking them on tours because the, the man was facing a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was going to be the last time, the last trip, the last everything. But she stuck with these people and took them all over the island. And, uh, and uh, about six months later, the lady comes back with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't the other guy. He was also suffering from oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. this lady was running a racket. This oh, was yeah. her grift. She finds vulnerable men who are terminally ill. She takes them on vacation to this incredible resort. 
And well, the, they take her, I would assume. I still yeah, think I it's questionable whether the first guy actually died of his cancer or if the saltwater crocodiles took him <laughs> out right. on that island. Exactly, right. yeah. I'm That's still right. entirely sure what the totality of her grift is, but this woman was working. Hey, <laughs> working yes, big time. And that's my, my mom is right. That is another story that we can pause it on, but like you have to go listen to how Annie tells it. And you also need to hear <laughs> all about the saltwater craft. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike just Mike Mike uh put a little uh Okay, so uh, no, let me explain myself. Easter okay. Egg. So this Mike is, put a little hold so on. Is... Mike put a little Easter egg about Sydney's recording. I'm gonna put one in now, okay? And I'm gonna let him defend himself. I want if you go back and you listen to episode six, Dark and Stormies with Annie Gladbach, listen very keenly to my tone. I am furious. <laughs> we are four hours into a recording. It's three in the morning in Baltimore. I have to work and I am done. Well, and I her and I were just drunk from almost the very beginning. And well, tell them what happened. So there there is a little bit of an excuse. So Annie's um She's a good uh, she's a good friend of mine's sister and Annie and I have known each other, but it, it was the first time she had been back in town. So we were hanging out before the episode. She was doing Dark and Stormy. So we had just done horse feathers with Meg and the horse feather was a delicious drink. I really enjoyed that ginger beer and whiskey, um, some other stuff. So I got stuff to do Dark and Stormy's and to do some horse feathers. And I didn't realize that the ginger beer I bought was five percent alcohol. So we meant to have a couple drinks before the show, and we were just basically doing Boilermakers. We were just pouring booze right into booze, and it just hit us. Then we made drinks for the show, and all of a sudden, we were just completely drunk, you know? And Steve was so mad uh, the whole time and when we were done with that, that was episode. a great show. <laughs> you know, but there's, there's it some still people... bothers. Hold on. It still bothers <laughs> me that my mom likes that episode so much. It's one I of my hate, favorites. I hate that favorite. episode. I hate it to this day. Oh, he, the next day, he texts me. He was so mad. He's like, that was the worst episode we've no, ever done. No, it was one of the best. <laughs> yeah, oh, eat it, man. Steve. So what you're saying is I should drink more on no. the episodes? Is that no, I think we just not. need to bring killer reptilians into more shows. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. Saltwater crocodiles is the the mantra once again god <laughs> i mean you guys don't know what i'm what, why i keep going back to the well on that inside joke listen to the episode it's not gonna be hard to figure out okay mike is not very subtle shall we say on that on that particular episode unless, especially the last 30 minutes um all right we had to cut we had to cut like 30 or 40 minutes out of that episode because there was just oh too much god, which is crazy because it's still like three hours long um all right i'm making the executive decision to keep us moving because those were just too good those okay, are wait, just like no no i'm gonna overrule you i'm your mother i have categories i don't have things for so you're just gonna have to deal with it fine fine all right Go so on a, on a on a lower scale the people that called the police about the crab cakes that were two dollars more <laughs> that stands oh, yeah. out to me. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. That was Sam. Which episode? Sam, Sam, Mason. Sam Mason, yeah. yeah. Sam Mason, yeah. Okay, so I'll go fast here. Oh, um, no, and, and hold on. I don't think we I love doubted. that the cops actually came. <laughs> like this, you can't <laughs> but they, you know, like, they don't have time to go to the murders. They, they probably <laughs> love those calls, though. Like, there's other like dangerous oh, yeah, calls. No like, I'll deal with some idiot about. Let's break up the monotony. Yeah, Two dollar yeah. mores on the on the crab case. We got to get there quick, Phil. <laughs> you know, and that and Sam Mason's episodes, uh, episode fourteen, pineapple mojitos with Sam Mason. 
um, another wonderfully sarcastic delicate or sorry delicatessen connecticutessen connecticutessen a brain fart there but uh definitely give her episode a listen she is a, a quick-witted soul okay um, and and i'm not gonna tell you all of them but i am no, gonna okay. just do this collection that trent and you guys had on his episode um his his customer who got sick at the bar and managed to hit nine separate shot glasses, but not the bar. Oh. <laughs> His friend, Mr. James, who Mr. was a Mardi, Ga Mardi Gras savant. <laughs> I just tell James. you what the weather was <laughs> and what day Mardi Gras happened. And Trent told Among it so things. well. Yeah, Trent <laughs> told it so well. It's 1962. Mardi Gras. <laughs> it Tuesday. was a warm and sunny day. <laughs> Mike, please, please do the impression. Do the impression. Ahead, I just did. No, 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 no. Do the, do the impression that you always do. There's the meat. There's the meat. Meat. The meat. The meat. That was great. Yeah, I'd All love right. to get and him on. He had, he had the barfly savant, Jennifer Coolidge, who knew oh, exactly yeah. what everybody was ordering. Man, I forgot Jennifer Coolidge has been yeah. on the show. We've had yeah. so many great celebrities. Well, on the show. and that's that's one of my ideas. You really need to collect We're, those famous people. You're too oh, good yeah. at these teasers. Um, you're too good at them. But on the same episode, you had the blue iPhone girl mm -hmm. who spent the whole night looking for her iPhone and it was, <laughs> it was recruiting people to go um, up and search for her phone for her. So you have like 50 different people coming up to the bar asking about this woman's phone. Mom. And yet I, Mike felt Mom. compelled <laughs> to confess his own Oh I yeah, with, with with dirty Tom. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty. That was pretty embarrassing. Okay, I'm done. Mom, <laughs> please count your lucky stars that the beef tip or the lucky steer is that what, lucky steer was the <laughs> last place, the last place that you worked, and cell phones weren't invented at that time. Credit cards were not prevalent amongst bar patrons. Oh yes, they left. were. I really didn't wear. Blue even, then? <laughs> even then, even yes. then. Yeah, I think it was more of a cash transaction. I mean, no, come don't know you weren't born yet. All right, fine. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is it is a every shift occurrence that somebody freaks out about. I lost this. I lost that. And we're like, did you check your pockets? Did you mm. check your purse? Are you sure you don't check have it? They yeah. freak out. We got to spend 20 minutes with them crying and wailing only for them to pull it out of their pocket. It happens every shift. It feels like it's the obliviousness of of restaurant patrons the fact that their iq skyrockets down when they walk in the door um is very very you are serving them alcohol you do remember <laughs> that, right? i don't know i don't, don't give them too much credit very <laughs> it has something to do with it um all right mike tear up for question number seven as right, we this keep is, this is one of rolling on through the one gauntlet. of your one of your pyro son's favorite categories here fights arrest and fires so this is when steve loves to say stuff's popping off yeah i, I love how we have just not cursed hardly at all on this i've been episode. doing a really good job it. man i actually would prefer to not curse as much and it's not because i don't want to curse it's because 
when I do curse, I want it to be impactful. I want it to be meaningful. Not and to if mention, I'm just, if I'm cursing all the time, it just sounds it just it takes the punch out of it. You right. know, they do say that people that do curse uh, have higher IQs. However, yeah. I do think that it you you riddle. <laughs> Who is you, it you that says that? Uh, Harvard people. New York uh, Times. People, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think you spend so much time uh, cursing that you don't ha- leave enough space for you other good vocab- other good vocabulary mm-hmm. words. Yeah, I knew exactly. you were going to say that. You're the one who taught me that. Anyway. Um, I, I also appreciate that the grammar police has not uh, reared her ugly head tonight. Um, Lord knows I can't stand it when you correct my grammar. So I really appreciate that we have gotten uh, this. You haven't said Mike and I's yet. Although you do a regular oh, face. Here we go. You brought it up. Here we go. Um, no. Uh, um, if you don't have one that you love for fights, rest and fires, which I hope you do, you can always tell my pyro origin story. I'm not. No. Okay, go ahead. No, this is the story. Oh, wow. The definitive. And I have a couple, but this one's the story. And, and I'm sorry to bring this up again, but it's from Annie's episode. Yeah. Oh, God. When she told about <laughs> the I'm like skateboarding that video release at the only Mexican restaurant in Australia <laughs> with 15-year-olds on Molly and Coke tackling the Jamaican bouncer. Yeah. But yeah. the way laid that out I, I mean no one could even no one could even write that yeah. write that no one yeah. would believe it if you wrote that it, it's insane that some like preteen skater punks got so hopped up on illicit street drugs that they decided what we're gonna do is band together and fight a large jamaican man it doesn't <laughs> and beat it. any why would you even think well yeah they had skateboards on their sides you know what you like hit by a skateboard at the mexican restaurant in australia <laughs> <laughs> It is. It does almost sound like an SAT question, right? Like they're deliberately yeah. trying to confuse you with environment. So which train was faster? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, that look. I, I want to be clear about why I lament any Gladbox episode. It's We've already for, been over it. Okay. Let me just say it one more time. It's not you're, for you're lack. This pod longer. You it's know. not you, lack of interesting <laughs> stories. It's lack. Complete and utter lack of Mike's sobriety. It is gone. Twenty minutes in, dude. It is. It is gone. I had. I didn't have a teammate. I was. I. I had two babies that I was babysitting. Okay, that's what was going down. Um, okay. Question number eight. Let's just keep it rolling. Um, this is. Hey, we, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, you keep refusing, owner Steve. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you. Said I warned it. you ahead of time. No, no, no. I got confused when you said this is the definitive story. Oh, it is. That's the definitive. Oh, I thought that was the only one you had. I'm, I'm sorry. The I'm other sorry. one is the seven. one I wished I never would have heard. Oh, oh. yeah, I want to hear this. Okay, on my son's twenty-first birthday. Oh, this is a fun story. What are you talking about? On my son's twenty-first oh, birthday, when he went to the. Let's see. What was it called again? Say it. The cellar. The no, cellar. No, 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 no. The no. cellar. Call, no, called by called by its nickname. Oh, oh. Let's see. I wrote that down too. Oh no, you'll have to say that. No, you're gonna have to say that. I don't have to say that. I want, just I've only it. said that word no, one other on. time in my life, and I've been called out for it for fifteen years. I remember the girl that you called that. that I word. know that, so I'm not saying that. Can you spell it? Can you at least spell it? 
It's not okay. It, it's the nickname is the Slut Dungeon. Okay, people. <laughs> the slut Dungeon. It's, it's a bar. It's a bar in Morgantown, West Virginia, where I went to college. And yes, when I turned twenty-one, um, it was the end of the semester. Finals were over. Everybody had left town except for me and like three friends, and we went to the Slut Dungeon so that I could get legally drunk for the very first time. And uh, and a female. Ba- I, I was dancing out on the dance floor and and. You know, if you know anything about that bar, it's a basement bar under the street. The ceiling's like six feet tall, and it's very well known for drinks just being spilled out on the dance floor because basically the entire sticky. room is, in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sticky and wet and humid and hot, and it's just gross in there. Um, but we were like the only five <laughs> people in there, <clears throat> and still somehow the dance floor was covered in what is also kind of affectionately known as slut juice, which is people spilled <laughs> drinks and beverages. I'm sorry, mom. I really am. I'm just trying to be authentic to this particular bar and this experience. Anyway, I'm out there. I'm cutting a rug. I'm doing my thing on the dance floor. I'm a little bit intoxicated. I slip. I hit my back like a turtle. I keep dancing on my back and I'm having a ton of fun. But the female bouncer who was like Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey. I mean, this girl was an absolute muscle hamster. She had to do CrossFit or something. She comes over and picks me up by the back of my collar and the back of my belt buckle, carries me up an entire flight of stairs to street level and physically tosses me like a sack of potatoes onto the sidewalk. And I'll tell you, I never had a bigger smile on my face. It was a ride. It was a ton of fun. I'm, I I am proud of that story. Oh, if you if you want to hear some more Steve stories, uh, there's another podcast called "Do You Want to Start a Tab?" Nope. Carl nope. Carl Bush. We just recently had him on. Uh, I think episode 48 or something. Uh, they have another one. Steve was just on their show. It's called "Do You Want to Start a Tab?" And Steve tells some stories that I didn't even know about. Steve. Yeah, I told a story about uh, Sharpie licking, licking down in, sharpies. Uh, yeah, licking sharpies yeah. down in uh, Spring were, Break. You uh, are my mom's ridiculous. Let's. We don't need to do that tonight. I'm not proud of that one. Okay, <laughs> I broke into a kitchen <laughs> that night, and not yeah, that was a ridiculous. Yeah, Mike, Mike knows knows lots about you that I I would. Prefer I, Mike to never heard that. One. Mike had never heard that one. I had never heard that one. He did not share that with me. Yeah, I've had a I've had a life. I've had a life. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's go a ahead. good one. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 that's a good one. Um, but and, and and the only other one that I that you I, didn't like that you didn't like that story you didn't find it amusing. I brought it up. No, but you said you were you said you were disappointed. You know, <laughs> there there's a lot there's a lot we could unpack, but okay. maybe now right. it's not. Maybe we need to do lunch. We should we your, should start a your podcast. Mother's gonna called, invite you, your mother's gonna yeah, invite you. I'm gonna have a new pod. Let's do <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do lunch, and it's just lunch therapy with my mother. That's <laughs> all I was gonna say. It's gonna be lunch, but all your friends and family are there and they care very much about you, Steve. Topic element of the number of ref biblical references you've made on this pod. Yeah, big I truly the believe there's still hope for you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Man, we'll do that will actually hurt more than most of the other criticisms. <laughs> well, it was meant to. <laughs> I need to look inward. Okay, it's about self-reflection. On you should two. listen to. All, I listen to these things twice. You should listen to them again. And I let Mike do that. He's the post-production guy. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, so we are now on to category number eight. 
This was originally sex stories, but we've expanded it to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We want to hear about your favorite stories about when this bar, crazy bar business gets debaucherous. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you about Duke. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who met his wife in a bar. (laughs) Yes. Yep. That's it. We're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> the rest of them you're just gonna have to listen to on your own. <laughs> but you didn't hold on. You didn't like the other story from Duke's Duke's episode where uh what the um, Abraham Lincoln one? No, 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 no. Uh, what did what did Oh, girl, I liked a lot of things about Duke's episode. What did, the, what did the girl say to Duke at the bar? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember where he was behind. Oh the bar. yeah, what was uh, that? Duke, I wanna have wild sex yeah it was yes yes wild sex yeah it was a bar patron and duke's behind the bar and she's hitting on him she's hitting on him and he's like pushing away her advances and finally just goes duke i think i'd like to have wild sex with you (laughs) and what did he just smile and then walk away yeah he was just like we asked him and we were like did you act upon it he's like no i just walked away (laughs) probably a smart move Duke, one of my favorite people on planet Earth, an incredible pool player. Um, we met playing competition billiards together, and he's just an incredible guy. Mm-hmm. Episode number 26, the Dukeela, his very own cocktail, uh, <laughs> with uh, the Canadian giant, Mr. Duke. So please, guys, if you want an episode that's almost as clean as this one, go give that a listen because it's riddled with – um hell's, hell's angels, angels yeah. Oh, yeah yeah you know uh winning the lottery uh bars in can uh, uh opening a brewery in canada i mean the man is abraham lincoln being yeah, yeah, impersonating all, abraham lincoln he's a fascinating guy what, what is it that. lady ladies love lincoln see i still want to we, we are we still we do have merch but we we, we want to get more as time goes on i still want to do thongs with ladies love lincoln on them you know yes i just yeah, think those would like hotcakes yeah <laughs> um but make sure we don't raise the price or somebody will call the police uh, i still think you need coasters for every drink that's been on the show you know oh, that is a idea. I, you suggested coasters before with the gauntlet but i actually like that one better yeah um all the drinks no, on the gauntlets show. on one side and then the yeah. drink and the recipes on the other something to make it and, and which bartender which episode right, right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, actually- see what i'd actually love to do at something like maybe when we get to episode 100 i'd actually love to do uh a cocktail book where we, yeah. we profile yeah, every drink because they're not all classic drinks and see some of them even though they are classic each of our bartenders sometimes have their own little twist right so i'd love to do uh you know a 100 you know uh 100 yeah, cocktail great. book and profile it all and then i also want to put some of the worst drinks in there too because some of the worst drink orders have been very memorable <laughs> as well and they're yep. fun to make like if you're a bartender you have bartender friends you live with bartenders or you just you know you're in the service business and you you're hanging out with your roommates inevitably comes that night where you guys are like are we all drinking tonight or you're you're standing around just kind of having fun and making like a crappy ridiculous cocktail in your kitchen and being like let's all try it screw it is, is mm-hmm. kind of a, a fun activity it's almost like a, a dare like who's brave enough to taste the muddled strawberry dirty martini you know mm-hmm. um so i think i think that could be fun i think that's a great idea we do have to get there which means we're gonna have to record 50 more of these and this has nearly killed so me probably up probably t- just two or three years away so we- <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> you know we record episodes whenever we feel like as mike <laughs> says at the end of the show um all right mom that's a good one <clears throat> question number nine bar hazing pranks and games now this is how we pass time keep the morale up 
when we're slow. Tell us about some of your favorite stories for this particular category. Um, you know, one of my favorites came from Tom Haley, um, oh, and, a... who had the coworker who would uh, rub jalapenos on the straws, yes. and um, and then you added the cayenne pepper toothpicks, um, mm. which seemed a little painful. But um, mom, when I was working at Manny's, that was a thing. Like. <laughs> It hurt. I mean, they would, they would, they would basically infect your stab wound with cayenne pepper, and that was something that like grown men were doing to a fourteen-year-old. Okay, you, you remember know, when I, I was there. more worried about the drugs they were sharing with you than the cayenne pepper. In the I was, <laughs> I was straight as an arrow. I didn't touch a thing till I turned 21. until you were twenty-one. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. <laughs> Mike, stop laughing so hard. <laughs> Um, well, those are, no, those are good. I mean, any um, other, any, yeah, uh, Tony, um, following his, uh, coworkers pretending to be training. Oh, that, that was a great one too. Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah. Castillo's episode. He was, he was a card. He was, he was one of our first episodes that Steve just so randomly funny. met that guy and he really delivered. I loved his episode. And yeah. then, and then all the Toms, all the dirty Toms, you know, yeah. Yeah. drawing Tom. on your arms and, and yes. his, his, he's a lead. Funny, I mean, he, funny positions he, and knowing him you know a lot of these a lot of your guests i taught i had yeah. in you know so, eight so grade, let's back up for grade, a second 12th let's grade, back up for and, you know knowing these people um puts a whole different spin on this of course yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm glad you mentioned that because we talk about my longtime friendship with people like dirty tom with people like nick on the show but that doesn't that's not strictly uh, exclusive to me. My mother has known these people <laughs> her my entire life too. And, and like she said, she was a teacher at our high school. And so she taught, I mean, she intimately knows these people as like students, good friends of mine. She knows these people's families and she knows where they are now. Very successful <laughs> professionals, um, legitimate members of their community, right? Some might sort even of. say, yeah. <laughs> Dirty Tom, no matter how you slice it, is a thought leader in his industry. I mean, he so is Nick Yan. He's been incredibly successful. And then you go back and think about the roots of his intelligence, and it's really rooted in the fact that when he would get bored, my God, his his mind was so evil and beautiful. And the way Tom has always been come up with these just horrible things to do to people, (laughs) these psychological minds. Tom was a lot like your older brother, Ben, who never made a sound and was always kicking somebody under the table. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Tom is that silent instigator. And I love it. (laughs) Well, uh, of course, we're referring to episode eight. Jameson's with Dirty Tom, an infamous character, the man that actually brought Michael and I together in life and uh, a dear, dear friend of ours who is about to be a father. And so let's just take a moment. If you still have some mead in your glass, let's raise it to uh, one of the best men I've ever met and uh, very happy for him and his bride. And congratulations to them both because um, I'm excited for them. And I also worried for them yeah i can't i can't wait till their uh child is old enough for me to play them tom's episode (laughs) i was thinking the same how uh how how did you like the story about tom choking that duck to death on the side of the highway (laughs) i I have a whole section of animal stories you and your cow (laughs) jumping out of your truck and your skunk friends and (laughs) i still miss that little skunk (laughs) 
Yeah, um, I can see Tom doing that. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure that story came across as a total surprise to everybody else, but that's Tom. I'm yeah. sorry, but that's Tom. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just he's an enigma else. too. All the times <laughs> I, I I could wander aimlessly down this particular rabbit hole, but in in lieu of daydreaming for a bit, let's get right into the final but question. Wait, but oh, wait, you have I more. I just want to leave you, you with a theater of the mind picture. Dirty Tom, the prankster, the oh, I duck strangler. Yes. No, you don't know what's coming. Oh, I do. The duck I, strangler. Go you in know, on him. The the real estate mogul, the soon to be father. Go he's ahead. He's also the same dirty Tom I used to see riding miniature horses <laughs> down the main street of our town on the Fourth of July. <laughs> oh man. Oh. And and those kinds of images just never leave. No, they just go away. Never, they never go away. <laughs> oh my god! Horse. Oh, my oh god. I'm gonna I'm ask. Good. I'm gonna ask his parents for pictures of that because I know they have them. <laughs> I know they have them. We should get the pictures and we can just blur his face out because he he was anonymous, but we can put those pictures up. Yeah, yeah. He's he's something else. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Thank you for the conjuring that right. image. No matter no 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 matter where we go from here, I'm gonna go to bed happy. Uh, <laughs> and I, I thank you for that. Um, okay, question number ten, Mom. Bravo, you have made it to the very end of the gauntlet, and I've had such an unbelievable time cataloging some of the your favorite guests some of your favorite stories i know i i think i speak for mike when when i say how much we appreciate uh you coming on the show and and you know i know that there are a lot more critiques coming but at least just sharing with us some of your favorite moments so that we can kind of um you know uh inspire a new audience to try some of these episodes and and connect with some of these guests and so i really appreciate yeah and and for the listeners who have listened to all these this has been fun for me because i haven't thought about some of those stories and i know this is just a a fun little podcasting that we're doing but some of these stories have just they have stuck with me and it's kind of fun to go back and and just kind of think about where we've been over the last couple years of of doing this and meeting all these people so to me it's the behind the scenes it's the production elements of these stories like oh i remember what happened that and then you took my keys to kansas you piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) well and what i want to apologize for is um in in kind of looking back and trying to put these notes together, I really only got to number 25. And what I want to say is I haven't said anything about your Dungeons and Dragons episodes, the bartenders. Mm-hmm. They were phenomenal. Oh, yeah. They your were trip to Las Vegas was phenomenal. Those interviews were amazing. The Nicolas Cage story, yeah. the, um, the live in the bar. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, you know, the, the, the just the some of the topics that came up, you know, about, um, you know, that different take on your pranks, you mm-hmm. know, you know, bringing in some of the discrimination, Alex that Les, we, and, you know, um, just it's so just, sobering. The more we yeah. do this to be surprised by our guests sometimes. So I'm sorry. I haven't really focused on a lot of those no, no, later no. episodes, but, um, I think yeah. that's great. You know, um, so many of them, um, after episode 25, uh, do have better audio quality. There are certain, uh, certainly some that don't. Um, and, you know, as we keep padding 
our catalog and adding more and more episodes, I think it's harder for people when they see a runtime of two hours or three hours to jump back to episode one and say, I'm going to start from the beginning. So I think one of the things that was cool is to pull the veil back on uh, some of those early episodes and the, the, the crazy stories that we heard or even early on from somebody that's been listening to us from day one. Maybe we'll bring you back on for episode 100 and do the uh, the next 25. What, but- I, what I'd love to do for episode 100, because we've got, did Steve tell you about the suggestion box? Yeah, yeah. So we've, you, so we've you, got a, you announced that, yeah. Yeah, we've got the hotline. So what I'd love, if we could actually get the community even going more by the time we're in uh, 100 and maybe have a little bit bigger of a following, I'd love to do a live recording where people can call in and do this kind of stuff, maybe tell their favorite story or share one of their own favorite stories for the different categories. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of cool things that we can do with this. And like I said, just the, the more people we meet, the, the, the bigger it's going to grow. So. Absolutely. Well, let's knock out question number 10, because I also uh, want to get into the cleanup because I know you have some suggestions, <laughs> uh, some critiques on how our driving has been going. Um, question number 10, firing and quitting stories, or as we affectionately call this category, Getting 86. So I really only have two. One was from uh, Trent's episode again. Mm. Um, I just loved his use of getting 86, firing it back at the customers, those rowdy customers who go, you know, getting oh, an yes. 85 or getting an 84 and being put on probation for a week or two. Yeah, they couldn't know? come to the bar for a week or yeah. two weeks. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Was, was Trent also the one that uh, uh, told us the phrase 86? The term came from. No, uh, that came later, but I. Because it was in right Vegas. Trey, maybe Trey Fincher. Adam Rains. Adam Rains. Yeah, okay, I right. Think, yeah. Where did you find it? Or maybe yeah. Javier even. Yeah, Adam Rains told us that uh, getting 86 in in Vegas with the old mafiosos mafiosos is where they drive you eight miles out and bury you six feet deep. I think that, yeah, I, like think that, that. I think that might have been Javier, but I yeah, can't I remember. think you're right. I think you're right. But um, but yeah, my, that's a good my all time favorite, and and what gives me so much pride <laughs> is my son Tom, who who was doing his job so well. And wanted to be a bartender, wanted to be a server, At but Tarks. he was a he At was Tarks. a yeah. food runner and a prepper. Yeah. And uh, every time he just got fed up and quit, they would give him a raise and rehire him yes. after they fired him <laughs> or after he quit. Yeah. And that guy got to be the highest paid <laughs> food runner uh, and prepper. Of anybody I ever knew. Yeah, it was crazy money. He was making they, like twenty dollars. They just kept offering him more money. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I thought if you're money. gonna have to get fired or you're gonna have to quit, I guess that's the way to do it. And finally, <laughs> finally, it, it drove him to a point of frustration where he, you know, that was. Uh, um, I don't think he'll mind me sharing this. That was his last service industry yeah. job. He yeah. has now left the business. Yeah, and he's uh, been incredibly successful in a new industry. Yes, he has. And, I'm so just so proud of him and so happy for him because I know how frustrated uh, that time, you know, he was with that time in his life and and the crap that he was putting up with from. And they, from they just, you know, it was because he was doing such a good job. They wanted him to stay there. Yeah. People weren't, you know, anybody else wasn't showing up. So he was picking up their shifts yep. and he was making sure the restaurant ran smoothly and. So much know. of this business, yeah. if you do your job well, you might never get out of that job. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's a, a, a sad fact of the restaurant business where people are sh- uh, short-sighted, small-minded about what your abilities truly are. Yeah. Um, well, bravo, mom. This has been a ton of fun. And these have been some incredible callbacks to great to stories. I also loved learning about, uh, again, the lucky steer because <laughs> I've gone 32 years and I didn't know this about you. So I'm telling uh, you, I blocked the bad memories out. Steve. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, um, maybe you could have warned me before I worked at a few places that I worked yeah. at. Um, no, but it's been a ton of fun and um, such, such a great uh, cocktail as well to bring me on the show and talk about that. Now, Here's what I'm scared of, okay? <laughs> the cleanup. This is the section of the pod where we turn the reins over to you. Um, we call it How's Our Driving. You give us any recommendations you have for food, drink, otherwise, bartenders that we need to have on the show or things that we need to do to tweak the show, questions we might need to ant- uh, be asking, how maybe language that needs to change. <laughs> I don't know. Your um, thoughts. Okay. Well, before we go there... <laughs> Um, I just, I, I, I'll tell you, you know, and, and you've even said this before, but I absolutely love your histories and you are going to help me have to help me with one of them because it was my favorite and I can't find it. Um, but even in the first episode, you didn't even know you were going to do drink histories and, uh, you were talking about just starting the podcast and the quote was like the maiden voyage of the Titanic, on yeah. the same day as the Oreo cookie launch, <laughs> yes. you know, and when it just, you know, I think, I think you have that historical odd trivia bent uh, that just no one knew where you were going with that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so, so but, I, you know, it was great. It caught so your eye. It made you listen. <laughs> so, so, you know, what's crazy is uh, I, when we first started doing this, I, I, I knew that I was not going to have an issue talking freely, interviewing people. I, I had done it for work for so long, being a recruiter, like interviewing people and kind of managing the conversation. So that comes second nature. And I obviously like to talk, but I was concerned, Hey, I have to monologue the entry of the show. And Mike and I actually tested Mike. Do you remember this when we were, first recording testing how we're going to start the show and i used to i i kept doing welcome to the brp podcast you did that for so long the brp yeah. podcast the bartender, the bartender rant podcast rant podcast, podcast yeah. right <laughs> um and that was one that mike was really annoyed by for a while but um i did I, I i was like you know what the intro monologue that i do to the show maybe i should write at least the first one so i i didn't like jot it down but i thought about what i wanted to say and I was really that whole day that we were about to record Mike and I's first ever episode. I was like, man, I need something that like maiden voyage impactful. This is our first time doing this, you know, but it needs to be inspiring, but it also kind of needs to be self-deprecating. And I was reminded of a story that I was told. And it, this is a very true story. The same day that the Titanic set sail, the Oreo cookie was released. And on that very first episode, I decided to start the show with this piece of trivia because I actually find it as a very inspiring thing. Anybody that perished in the Titanic never got to eat an Oreo cookie, the most popular selling cookie in the history of the world. But I like to think that their fallen comrades 
ate enough cookies for them. As well. No, not their fallen comrades. They're oh, non, the comrades that survived. Comrades. Eight <laughs> Oreo okay. cookies right. for the fallen comrades. So, so let's yeah. let's just segue to the very first official history, which mm-hmm. was the history of Jameson, which no one. Oh, no yeah. one would have thought oh, it would have gone yeah. anywhere but boring. And we ended up with the Jameson cannibal. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> perfect. Perfect segue there. And if that, didn't, if that didn't set the tone. It's not totally about history. It's about oh, yeah. if that weird history. If that mm-hmm. didn't, if, well, I'm glad you picked up on that. I've been doing my own kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That, that's <laughs> yeah, you my, always have. That's <laughs> my own game on this pod is the, the history is my little section to kind of go completely off the rails. And sometimes I, I do bring some, I think, fun information to it. Mike, I know over the over the years that we've done this, has enjoyed some of the the, the drink histories. But Mike, do you know well, what I, my favorite? I've told you, I, I think you do super well with those. And I, I love it because I, I know that we, I know our episodes are long, but I appreciate everybody who sticks around and listens. I love the drink histories because there, there you do find those really interesting little tidbits those little pieces of trivia that are just uh they're they're fascinating and it you know you you some of the things that you are, interact with on your daily life some of the drinks you love so much you've you've brought in a whole new light of uh you know the history behind it i i find it really interesting yeah. I'm, I'm glad we do that so, yeah, i figured and, and i figured baltimore, if we have it go ahead or, or coming from baltimore one of my favorites was the rant that you went off on um Regarding Natty the Natty Bow yeah. bottle caps. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I just, yeah. anyone who lives near here or, you know, the collections of bottle caps people yeah. have, the the race the, to figure out the, the riddle, the, yeah. you know, it brought people together. It sold the bottles. And, and you know, when you described how angry you got at new bartenders threw your caps out mm-hmm. well um, and, and and it's so sad because it's um it's something that no one else around the country even relates to or they understand and i i distinctly remember the day that i reached for a natty bow bottle and i'm like first off the face is not on the cap second off yeah. i flip the cap over and there's no riddle on it i'm like what is happening what is happening right now um you know i I've uh, I've had so much fun doing those. I think mostly because uh, if you're going to come listen for two hours or three hours, you might as well learn something. <laughs> and almost every single time that I do that research, I learn that thing. It's not yeah. like I yeah. know yeah. that I, I prep for the show. <laughs> you just you do a really good job of packaging it and oh, explaining you. it to where it doesn't sound like you're reading something off of a piece of paper or a screen. Do you guys yeah, know what credit, credit where credit, credit's due? You know? Okay, you guys, so I know you know my fit? move on, but I've Hold got on. to do Wait, 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 don't do no, it you because can't. you're going to you blow can't. it. You stop interrupting your mother, um, Steve. Um, stop interrupting your mom. I'm going to let you go, but I have to tell you guys my favorite. Don't tell me. No, because it's the one that I want to know about. Okay, just a second. My okay. favorite drink history? So, we yes. Okay, yes. Okay. So I love your rum and your tequila ones. Okay. But my two favorites of all time were the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the dirty Kool-Aid with Brie Lowry, please. Can we get the a history Lowry of Kool-Aid? Um, but my very favorite, and I can't find it, and I can't tell you what it is, was when you did a movie history instead oh, of I'll tell you exactly my all-time yep. favorite. That was, that was Dwayne, and that yep. was ridiculous. I loved it. I loved it. It was my favorite ever. 
I did it on purpose. Na, 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 it, it was, was high, totally it was, ridiculous. It was high noons with yes. Dwayne, but he it's the nightcap. It's he That's adds a little bit of he it. adds a little okay. bit of gin to it. Yeah, and yeah. we were doing high noon, and Steve's like, I could tell you the stuff about high noon, but instead I'm gonna talk for five well, minutes about moving. old western films. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm sorry, so, I didn't mean to waste your time. <laughs> no, that so, was great. The dirty Kool-Aid episode, which is episode 44 with Brie Lowry, let me tell you, was my most enjoyable history because it talks about the invention of Kool-Aid and how yeah, fruit smack. Oh, oh it's called fruit smack. <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska has a Kool-Aid festival every year. Do you I know mean, what? Wait, wait, wait. I was just in Omaha and I almost bought you a bunch of Kool-Aid. They have a Kool-Aid museum. Oh, of course they did. Of course they did. Because that's, they're very proud of their Kool-Aid. And the very next episode was episode 45, Nightcaps with Dwayne. And and Dwayne and I only got close in the last year. I hired him and uh, um, I just, he's such an interesting and eclectic guy. And so he had his own cocktail called the nightcap, which the base of it was a high noon seltzer. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing the research, I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to come on here and like stoke high noon's ego. I don't really like high noon. And so I, I teed it up by giving, by saying, I could tell you this about high noon. I could tell you this about high noon. And I kept saying that. And then I went into a 20 minute absolute tirade about the ni- 1954 classic movie High Noon. Uh, and Mike hated it. Yeah, I it was, it. It was, I, it. I just geez, was so caught geez. off guard. So this makes up for the saltwater crap. <laughs> there you, you go. Know, we're we're, we're cool. even. We're Stellar even. Did you hear that? Even close. Not even close. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So I know we're out of time. I'm going to tell you um, the bar, the bars that I liked the best. Okay. We have plenty of time, by the way. You do it. Mike's hologram bar, the fallback. Hey. Oh, yeah. these are, if you, oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you on the last question? Oh, I'm just going. It's rogue okay. Here. Hold on. Hold on. Save <laughs> yeah, me. We, I want to hear your critiques. I'm yeah. what... rogue. <laughs> no, no, no. Save these for a second because okay. I actually love this. I didn't know you were going to come with this part of it. But any other critiques about the show, how we do the show, things that we need to reconsider, thoughts? I love the theater of the mind where you ask people, you know, the first one was Troy Thunderfist and Johnny Dickley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, sometimes they get long-winded, but, um, you know, stepping back and analyzing the situation normally throws a little more... um, Color. Color, yeah. Um, Do you like that we ask people to describe what people look like? That's what I'm saying. Okay, you do appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know... I forgot about Thunderfist, the attorney. (laughs) Yeah, Thunderfist, Troy. (laughs) Um... I, I like the fact, uh, you know, you had at one point you had your um, rules for applying for a job. Don't come in during yeah. the rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, no some bar basics, you know, and yeah. then and then in a following episode, it was, you know, either completely tell the truth and they'll hire you anyway or just lie. <laughs> and they'll hire you anyway <laughs> because they just um, need. Okay. Bias. All right. Some some just although it lends itself to come humor, on, beat us up. 
but give us Although a chance. Although it lends I wanna, I wanna itself hear about to humor, don't do three pods in a single day when you get plastered. <laughs> you know what? No well, arguments here's, here. Here's, here's the problem with that, though. We have limited, like, we can do the remote recordings fine, but being in person is just so much better. I mean, the body language there, it's it's easier to not step <laughs> on each other's sentences. And when you're, you know, in town and you're, it, it, we need it, we can do three at a, at a time. It's just called self-control. It's called don't right. drink for six hours that? straight that would be good. yeah what's that? <laughs> just in general that would be good actually you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna put that one in the old uh consideration box yeah and do you know what i'm really thankful for the podcast for is because i find out about my son being in the hospital for his poison sumac <laughs> you you know, it may be several weeks later but oh you know, i didn't tell good. you you found out from the show <laughs> I knew you had it. I didn't know you were in the hospital. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. So that's helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. The, the uh, sumac tried to take me out, but thank God yeah. I had my fruit. Oh, and. And yeah. speaking to speaking of getting too drunk on the episodes, we we as you know we have starting to incorporate punishments. So I I have a punishment coming up for uh, I think it was Bree's episode. Um. <laughs> And uh, I think the I think the one we settled on. Somebody suggested that I would have to get uh, a manicure with big fake nails and wear them for a week. So what I think is the next time that Steve and I are yeah, I think a week. Oh, what a day! That's not good enough. I can't even believe you'd agree to do this. So I'm all in. It's gonna suck, but it was (laughs) such a a good idea. How about a weekend? I, what I'm thinking is the next time you and I are together to record some episodes with some people, yeah. I'll go get a manicure and I'll have the big fake nails for our uh-huh. next little, uh, you know, uh, in-person recordings. Those recordings are going to be so ASMR clicky clacky. Yeah, <laughs> it's be like- it was just it, it was just too good of a suggestion. I just yes. couldn't pass up on that. Okay, Mike, so by I the think way, you've really formatted this. You know, I love your all your tag titles. You know, the bar-related titles and everything. Uh, but I think that. You are starting in some of the categories to run into redundant themes, mm. which sometimes adds to it. But, you know, in terms of longevity, mm. um, do you think that's too many? Do you think that's more guests that know each other and we just need to expand? No, I think it's or... a universal thing. Mm. Yeah, know, there are just making some a frozen well, drink is right. irritating across the board or. But so I have new I have ideas here. That new categories. Come up in your, yes, that, that okay. have come up in your show. One is you keep talking about all these 9 million questions you started out with. Have one wild car in it on every episode. Mm. Oh, where That's we can, they, that, like, where they, they can't prepare and you throw it at them oh, for okay. original list. Or we could almost do it like a who wants to be a millionaire where that's their lifeline. Like if they don't want to answer sex, they can use the alternative. They can pick a, they can pick and their you have question. them all already. Okay. okay? How big a is million, your case? <laughs> a million different episodes has talk, have talked about the server nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a What's great- What's your worst server nightmare? What is your worst? What did you wake up doing? <laughs> or stewing over? Um, yeah, that's a good We actually, one. I think we even talked about adding that. Wasn't it Tony Castino's episode? Yeah, some of these came from different episodes. Yeah, yeah episode two. And we've, <laughs> we've gotten right Most on that part. my ideas. Yeah, because um, I, I, you heard on one of the more recent episodes, I had a server nightmare the night before we did one of the yes. recordings. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
the um, bouncer stories or back of the house stories. Um, I love the the story about the the little bouncer who came and rescued somebody and said, "I got you, babe." And, and <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was, was um, that was um, Emily Uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. After the, um, after that after that garbage person spit in her face. I at still the yeah. Bar. That. yeah. I just, yeah. I just, but she made like two grand that day. Cause everybody saw it happen. So yeah. <laughs> Tip um, the girl who got spit in her face. <laughs> you could have a topic of famous customers. You've had, you've had a million of them mm. on, you know, there, yeah. there are a lot of them. You could have, um, you brought this up, Steve, in one of the episodes. Please don't server, use my, my family lies nickname. and excuses <laughs> for the mistakes they've made. What was that? Server lies and excuses ah, for the yes. mistakes. Oh, oh, the, you know. The, oh, tell yeah, us. See what that's going to be. That's just going to be blaming the back of the house over and oh, over no, and over no. again. I come up, I, dude, I come up with all kinds of creative shit. I'll if, tell if, you. If, no, if nobody else caught that, she called Steve Stee. <laughs> oh, sorry wanted, about that. I just wanted to point that out. I'm going to delete this entire recording on purpose. I will. I'll if, you, if you notice every now and then, I slip that in there too, just I to see if you guns. notice it. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm almost done here. Um, international bar terms because you're getting enough inner, you know, the punters and he was blind. Yeah, cool. You're getting enough of those. That would be a good topic for your international guests. Mm. So um, yeah, that'd be fun just to talk about, just to get some of the other, uh, the other, yeah, lingo and stuff. If it if it's not going to be a part of the episode, because well, that could I, be yeah. that could be more than just international, because we're talking to Mr. Oh, Zach. regional, yeah, 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 we're talking to Mr. Zach Rand Ramsey, and he said crippy, and Mike and I are like crippy. What are you talking about, crippy? And uh, and he was he was like acting like it was the most normal thing that everybody says. So mm. I, I do think that we should try to be pressing on some of those uh, experiences that people have geographically uh, um, with in a more concerted way, because I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only negative critique other than the ones I've voiced repeatedly um, <laughs> would be that, and I, and I know there's value to this at both ends, but you do do your... You promo stuff at both the front end and the back end mm. yeah and that contributes to the length mm. yeah we need you to know and i know if you don't think people may keep it going for the back end you want to do it at the front end but so early on we were explaining every detail like we do in the outro and mm -hmm. and we actually streamlined it a little bit but i'm still bad at it i think what we need to do, just be like listen to the end of the show if you guys want to support us give us five stars and yeah, and I think you just need to develop the confidence that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we we just because, figured that because you used to do that, and I understand why you wanted to put it at the front because that's when people are listening. Mm -hmm. But you got to just say we're going to add. You know, it's like then you have kind of dead time only because people who listen regularly have heard yeah. it before. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so if you have dead time up front, that can be just as detrimental. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd we rather do. I'd rather do it at the end. I don't mind giving a 
quick little thing, but I, yeah, for the, for the listeners who want to get involved and want to hear that information, it's always going to be there for them. Right. But I don't want to put people through that at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Although, and I just think, you know, if they're already really long episodes anyway, that we do need something. to start, we need to start a pitch clock and start saying from the moment I do my intro to the moment we introduce a guest 10 minutes or less, it's just gotta, yeah, it's gotta be less than 10 minutes. Cause that is one thing, even though I enjoy listening to them, they, they are Five long episodes, you know what yeah, I mean? And sometimes hell, if your drive's only 30 minutes, you got to break break some of these episodes up into like days at a yeah. time. Okay. So. so speaking of long episodes, I'm really sorry, but oh, I, no, have, no, I have two favorite bars. What? Uh, uh, is this still recommendation? You're saying in your Wait, life? I, 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 before we get onto that, I do want to ask, can you just tell me about some of the times when you called Steve and like told him that you weren't going to be able to <laughs> listen to the podcast anymore yeah. or some of the conversations that you've had with him about, I want to hear a little bit about that. If you can. <laughs> But I don't put you on the spot. Mom, you can keep grow up in a generation where explicit details of private acts were public. (laughs) I also wonder how people's girlfriends must think. (laughs) Well, who are you talking about? (laughs) She's talking about the lady. I know who she's talking about. You know, here. You know, so my. You know know what? You've never asked me that. No, hold on. We're getting into it. Stop. Wait, you're interrupting me. Yeah, you're going to go in timeout, Steve. You know, <laughs> I, I I know I've been invited into, as I said, the testosterone men's coffee clutch, you know, and <laughs> that may well be common discussion Vernacular. point. But, you know, I, I think as many people who find that a draw, may you may have as an equal size audience that don't yeah. i don't know that to be true i do need you're, to you know better. you're asking me i do mm. need to get better with that but i will say that our female guests have been there's just a limit to how much oh no, no i'm not yeah. saying just it's all you. Yeah. I, i'm not saying you know and, yeah. and like i said before if you want this thing to be honest and safe and yeah that's part of the culture. Maybe that's part of something that you need to be honest and safe so, about. But I do I, wonder how the freedom with which sometimes you talk on a very casual level yeah. takes your credibility with respect to serious relationships. I have so so let me just address the lady first because you've actually never that's brought calling her the lady. No, 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 you don't understand. We don't use her name on the show. That is for, that for is her affectionate reasons. nickname. We don't use her name on the show. Um now uh, you've actually never brought that point up. How she may feel about this to me. This is the first time she's blindsiding me with this. And let me say, number one, number one. She knew exactly what she signed up for. And for whatever reason, she likes it. Okay. And number two, number two, she does not listen to the show. Okay? <laughs> and I don't blame her. All right. Um, and, and in regard to being I've, um, as explicit as I am, I've grappled a lot with this. I'd like to get better. I'd like to get more clever. I'd rather be closer to clever than explicit. However, one of the reasons that I've always been passionate about the medium of spoken word is because I fell in love with a show called the Dan Levitard uh, podcast. And I've been listening to it for 15 plus years. Uh, He's, you know, I find him and that show to be one of the most important things in my entire life, not just influences 
on on this show, but just something I should we be doing this at a lunch? No, 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 I'm just saying I love and admire. And the reason I bring this up, Dan, the host of that show, from day one, I I gravitated to it because I'd never heard somebody talk so vulnerably vulnerably and explicitly about their own life on the radio. You he know, I was think not, what he never me. cared to be self-deprecating. He never cared to be uh, to share his shame, to share his guilt. And I always found that like fearless and, and very accessible. So in some ways, if I'm the crazy one sharing these crazy stories, it's not always you. That's not my no, point. No, 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 but it, no, my I, point I, I is... try to set the tone that maybe then it makes a guest more comfortable to share their, their right. No. Crazy and stories. that's what I was saying. But, but you asked me a different question. Yeah. And, 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 I understand that my values are not the world's values. However, the freedom with which you can talk about casual interactions with a great number of, in a great number of situations reduces the the value of something that I hold really important. Yeah. You know, taking, taking something that can be very, very special and meaningful Yeah, and reducing it to a casual athletic event, <laughs> a thoughtless <laughs> athletic event, I, you know, and at the point where if who you are is somebody who thinks nothing beyond just that instant experience yeah. and the fun and no longer sees that you asked this question. No, I know. And no we're longer we're sees this and sees yeah. what, what I have always held to be something really important and special treasure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. something, I think something that is, is held for only the most special of people. My only Makes counter me concern for someone who would and love a, to be held as it's the a most fair concern. special of people. It's a fair concern. And my only counter to that is this. I think at times some of my stories, while they come off as sophomoric, are are under the guise that I'm there with you on how immature I was when I was doing those stupid things. And I'm serious about that. But, like, but, I'm but in a very, I mean, but hold I'm on. not I'm deluded in... by the fact. No, wait. I'm not, I know, but this it's just what I keep coming back to. I know, but it's important I think locker me, talk is locker talk. But that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. A lot of the stories, and whether we're talking about Drunk escapades. You can't cut this part. <laughs> no, no way. I'm this keeping is this. People, this is what Mike wants. I'm glad. Hey, listen. Well, and I also get the. I also get the feeling though that Miss. I also feel like she's not just speaking about you too. I. And I feel like some of the critiques that you've had as well. I think the the best way to dive into some of these things is to continue to expand the different people that we have on the show Correct. because there is such a there's such an eclectic group of people that work in the service industry there are people that work in dive bars that want to hear the the crazy ridiculous yeah. fights yeah. and sex stories and stuff there's also people who work in really high-end craft cocktailing who maybe want to hear a little bit more of the cerebral part of the experience and still hear some of these stories and if you've noticed too on a lot of the episodes steve and i kind of 
we adjust ourselves to our guests as best Big we time. can because we yeah. want the guests to feel comfortable right. where we can be ridiculous and, and you know, jackass. And that's what I mean honest, about but... locker talk. I mean, I think when you get with a group, when you, when anyone gets with a group of people, the talk gravitates to a certain definition of what are the boundaries here mm-hmm. i understand you I know just, i just so, want you to know that so, as we're thinking about you know some of these i'd love to think just... that some of these things are things right. you're just talking about and you may not hold to be true on the other hand you know i think that there's another <laughs> listen i think there's another option and it's the option i'm trying to carve uh, out for myself and it's this when we do this show, it's in some ways my own personal form of therapy. I look back at how ridiculous my life has been, some of the crazy choices I've made, some of the good choices I've made, some of the bad ones. And and look. Perhaps a public podcast might not be the best for <laughs> Well, guess what? I'm not I'm not your average sort of guy. I don't know how I don't know how else other to do this than just throw my sins on the cross of this microphone. <laughs> See, there you say, go again. Christian reference. I did that just for you, though. I did that just for you. Um, no, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I think it is valid. I also think I'm in a very different place in my life when we talk about a lot of these stories to where now I look back at them, and my reaction in my head while trying to entertain our listeners is, Man, I was ridiculous in what was I thinking, right? And so I do think that there is a a greater consciousness, maybe not in the way that they're received from the listener, but the way that I tell them. So, all right, let's debate this further at another time. I appreciate you You guys. Can you guys record uh, when you guys go to lunch for us for bonus? (laughs) I got to be honest with you. I'd really love to hear that. The best (laughs) conversations I've ever had in my life have all have almost always been with my mom. She has an, an amazing way. Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, of being honest but also not being afraid to offend with that honesty at times. And she has made me more thoughtful and a a better man and a better person with those conversations. I love talking to her because she's so smart and I love the way her brain works because it's very different than mine. And it it is fun to joust in that way uh, when we are going back and forth and back and forth about an issue that we fundamentally disagree about. She is one of the reasons our pod is still going and it has improved. And I can say sincerely, thank you for that. And the listeners should as well. Um, let's wrap this thing up. Okay. I just, I almost wish we could have like, and I know you would never do this, but I'd love to have like your list of like the most offensive things you've heard on the episode. Just like go down the I list. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, mom. There's that repression at work. Okay. Wrap up. These are, I know it's a great tool to develop. Yes. These are, you have to live in this world. It's a great tool. Well, I've got another, I've got another question really quick. I know. So do you, because I know you're proud of Steve and and what we're doing here. Um, Do you tell friends about this or do you not because you don't want them to hear the content that we're creating? That's a good question. You don't want to hear the answer to that. Oh, really? You don't tell people I do the show? Oh, no, I tell them. And then I tell them not to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. That checks out. Oh, great. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the same Stop. (laughs) Closing questions. Okay, we usually ask our bartenders, why do you do this, a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? And so I will ask you, why do you still listen, (laughs) a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? I still listen because, you know what? 
people have told me about this about myself, but I think it's true in this context. Every single one of your guests that has been on, I have really enjoyed. Mm. I, I really like people. I like people from all walks of life. I like hearing how all these different people have maneuvered through a challenging situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I still listen because you know what? You can turn a phrase and pull some absurd absurdity out quicker than anybody I know, you know, and that's your mom's proudness here. <laughs> uh, you know, Mike, you and you and Steven are great. And, you know, what he said at the beginning of the show just boggled my mind because you are the straight man. You keep him in line. You have those. You have those bodies. He's not the straight man. And Stephen is just a goof. Yeah, you need to listen to your podcast team. I appreciate that. I was, I was, I was amazed the other day when Steve and I were talking, and you were saying you were telling Steve about how mean he is to me. And I was I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, that's I am way meaner yeah. to Steve on this podcast than Steve is mean to me. You that. <laughs> you, Mom, you remember you called me when we were debating whether you're going to be on the show and you were like, yeah, one of my critiques, you're just, you've been really mean to Mike recently. You haven't been letting him talk. You've been interrupting I, I, him. There was, there was a period after Las Vegas, I think that had to do with all the recording issues you were having. No, it had to do with the fact that my day job was literally on fire. Well, okay. you know, you know what? Then your day job's on fire. Don't take it out on your partner. Man, I... Grow up and put on your big boy pants. I got no response. She's absolutely right. Okay. If you are right, so you want to know the other bar, I really like me. So now yes. is where you can tell us about your favorite bars or themes. Damn it. <laughs> um, so I like Mike's his fallback bar. Thank you. Uh, uh, no, holograms. Uh, uh feedback. Feedback bar, yes, Hol- yeah. with all the holograms. That's yeah, a thank good you. I appreciate any, that. Any others that top the list? My favorite was the psych ward, and that oh. just grew legs. That just grew legs. The padded bar with the drinks of all the diagnosis names, and and if somebody got really drunk, they ran the bell, and it was the loony bin. Loony, and I thought, yep. 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 Everybody's dress is Nurse Ratched, right? Or like right. and stuff and like that. that. Was yeah. From- Emily Uncle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you if you are if you are a relatively new listener to this show and you've stuck and you've listened to this, thank you so much. You have to listen to Emily Uncles. It, That's her, where you it, her is an, an all timer. That is one of the episodes I send to people when yeah. I'm trying to get them interested in the show. She Emily has, Uncles is, is is such a great place to start. And and you know and Annie's. We, I'm telling you, Annie's is. I'm ta- I'm sorry. Do Steve, yourself you're a favor. Have to deal with do that yourself one. a favor. Do listen not to listen to Annie's episode. Her episode was amazing. Oh it was my amazing. God. She she's she's a she's a cool lady. She's different strokes for different folks, people. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe we'll have her back on where we're. We're, no. we're sober. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. If you commit, I want it in writing. Um, mom, this has been absolutely incredible. I hope you had fun. Um, I can't believe that we just recorded our 50th episode. I would not have been able to do it without your support, but I also would not have been able to do it without Michael. I say it a lot on the show, guys, but Mike is a special, special person yeah. in my life. We fight a lot, we <laughs> we dick around on the show a lot, but at the end of the day. This guy does 100% of the post-production. He is the one that's been kicking me in the pants for the last 18 months while my life has been kind of going off the rails and, and just really a challenge. 
uh, for my time to be committed to the show. And, and I just really appreciate him. And I, um, I couldn't do it with anybody else, buddy. Well, I appreciate uh, that. And yeah, ditto back to you. And also, yeah, again, just, I, I, I love that we did this. This is, this is special to me. Uh, it, this reminds me of some of the episodes we've done with some of my close friends to where it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's like an episode that it means even more to us just because it's special yeah. to us. But honestly, I do just want to take the opportunity again to thank all of our listeners, to thank all of the guests that have come on the show. I know episode 50 isn't a huge milestone, but it, it is big. We've, you know, we've, it, it's taken us a lot to we get worked here. really hard to even get to here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and really hard. Yeah. And truly, we, we really do appreciate all of your support and you listening along. And we want you to get involved as much as you want to be involved. So we want to keep going to more places and interviewing more people. So thank you for helping us uh, do this. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Mom, anything you want to have? Thanks for yeah. having me on. And Mike, it's been great to get to know you better, really. Um, you as well. and, and seeing the two of you work together, you know, it's, you know, there's nothing more important in life than just having a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, part of that is being able to speak the truth, being oh, yeah. able to just cut somebody. <laughs> Part of that is just putting up, with, putting up with each other long putting enough to get the work it. done. Yeah, yeah. Steve, you Steve know? And, I... and, and this is not an easy thing, you know, and you're doing it long distance and you both have jobs and you're getting through it. And that's that's impressive. Well, so thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's why we keep doing this. It's just too much fun. Well, as we always say, guys, thank you for listening along. Thank you for drinking along. We love you so much. And as always, fudge off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we release new episodes whenever we can. A big shout out to our friends over at Trauma Parlor whose song Fast When You you Heard Throughout the Show. You're listening to them right now. Please, if you haven't yet, go check them out. They're on Facebook and Spotify. Show them some love. They've, they've got some really cool music on there. Yeah, and if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along on Google Pod, Apple Pod, YouTube, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you get guests. All you have to do is look up the Bartender Rant podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way to help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and the more reviews, the faster we climb up the charts, and the faster we can grow the show and this wonderful community. Uh, plus, Mike and I really need the personal validation. Yeah, well, you know what? After after that episode with your mom, I'm 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 feeling pretty wholesome compared to the endings of some of these other episodes that we've done. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and and I haven't even had a sip of alcohol tonight because I couldn't get any. Yeah, I had like a couple beers days. beforehand, but I figured I didn't need to get drunk with your mom. I figured that. You know, uh, we'll save I, that I got for... I got drunk on life. That was so much fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, uh, be sure to check out our BRP playlist on Spotify. Uh, it's on our actual Spotify profile. One of our playlists isn't working right now, but we do have the uh, Industry Night BRP uh, playlist, which is just songs chosen by each one of the guests that we have uh, on the show. That's right. Hey, Mike. Hey, oh, Mike. hey, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, do you anymore. want some kick-ass podcast show merch? Yes, I would love some, please. Dude, of course you do, because merch is awesome, and ours is doubly awesome, because it's Bartender Rant Podcast merch. Check out all of our amazing swag, courtesy of Campo Design Co. at prodigydtg.com backslash bartender rant. 
And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist, as Mike just mentioned, and uh, tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Um, you could even do an impression of my mom telling us how bad we <laughs> suck at podcasting. I don't know. Um, make sure you follow us on social media. That's where I will be posting the links to the Industry Night Happy Hour. And we have one coming up here, people, in just a couple days. Well, yeah, well, if we release this to, on Monday, it'll be on Monday, but I don't know if we'll get it released because it's 1130, so I don't know if I'm going to finish this tonight. Uh, and if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp Podcast on Patreon. We actually have some cool stuff on Patreon. We've got some Boilermakers. Uh, we've got some other content on there as well. We're going to continue to keep trying to add to that. So if you want to do that, please uh, join our Patreon and... Uh, It'll just again it helps us support our show. Like like I, we're, uh, God, I'm sorry. The 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 this streamyard that we're using right now is because of our Patreon members. The, the, the Patreon members are literally paying for that to happen. Uh, and that that Let's slow down us. and explain what streamyard is. We have a new recording software, people, because <laughs> we do a lot of recordings remote, and it costs money. That's right. Not it's not free, um, and we are not able to pay for that service without the help of our Patreon. Uh, subscribers and so thank you guys I know Mike's going to shout a few of them out here yeah I want to shout out first Leah because on episode 51 I was hung over and I couldn't remember that Leah was also another Patreon member part of that is because Leah Grace has actually gone above and beyond and she's supported the show even beyond just being a Patreon member so that's kind of why so Leah I love you you're a sweetheart and I can't wait to come see you again so thank you so much for your support also, Javier, another Patreon member. Thank you so much for all of your support. Um, also, one of our one of our Vegas episodes. We've got Ray, the mystery benefactor. I kind of like it that it's just this mystery out there too. I, yeah, I don't, he's I don't like even a rich know old uncle that you've never met. Once again, it could be a woman. We don't know. <laughs> and then, of course, Chandler. As always, we love Chandler. Um, our expansion packs are going to be coming out, uh, and, and well, they're out now for pre order. Uh, but we're actually going to get the first ones in April. So if you haven't bought a herd card game yet, please go and check their stuff out. It is super cool, and uh, we're really proud of the expansions. Chandler did such a phenomenal job on our expansions. They look so great. All of the cards have the episode numbers from what the prompt is from, from what episode. They just turned out so great. So please go check that out. You can support her, and if you buy those packs, you're also helping support our show as well. And then finally, Regina Grace, uh, who's uh, from Florida, has been a long-time listener as well. Uh, oh, and we got a new Patreon member today. Did you see that, Steve? Yeah, isn't it you? No, it's my dad. <laughs> so oh, okay. how, how, how <laughs> fitting the day that we interview your mother, my father joined. So well, it, my, it, was they, so, <laughs> it was so weird because I got I got the email update and I was like, why is my own co-host subscribing to our Patreon? But I forgot that your dad and you have yeah. the same name. So there it he, is. he had to drive like uh, 10 hours today and he was listening to a bunch of our podcasts. And by the end of the trip, he just subscribed to our Patreon. So what a thank guy. you very much. Dad. What a great guy. Love Big Mike. Look, if you want to be one of our big tippers... AKA one of our Bozells. We just feel, did this. I just. Oh, yeah, well, sorry. you put it before this. Feel free to I leave know, a tip I'm, I'm on PayPal under the bartender and podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our executive producers and shout out your name, drink of choice, something like that right here. Mike just did it. So we're going to move on. Mike and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, 
Don't just listen along. Drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, Please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast. And we want you to stick around. And Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Everything I have here tonight. Yeah, I'm picking up something in the background. Yeah, give me a second. Just a second. That's all right. We'll reset. Dude, you've said so many dirty things with your mother listening. How does it make you feel? Like a bad person. You know the one that I keep thinking of? uh, Please. Don't sucking the cum out of, of your keyboard. Quick. Sorry, my godfather has a uh, um, Siri. Oh, okay. She must have just picked us up. She was uh, trying to answer our questions. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> we don't need any more guests on the show. We can exactly. barely get three mics working. Okay. Um, okay. So everything I have tonight is from Colorado because that's okay. where I am right now. So that one's from, um, well, hold on. Start, start from the top. So say, say everything I have tonight is from Colorado and then go through them again, just so we can stitch it okay. back together. All right.